Bill. What? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I think everyone wants to know where we came from and how the universe began. Cosmos can help us find answers to those questions. Hopefully, when we understand how the universe began, it will give us a clue as to why it began the way it did, or even why it began at all. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. My illness has made very little difference to my scientific work. It was likely to have chosen theoretical physics. That is mainly pure thought, for which my physical disability is no handicap. I may be mentally disabled as well, but if so, I'm too far gone to realize. I came across time for you, Sarah. I'm gonna tell everybody in prison that I trapped back in time to kill my own father! Some time ago, I discovered that black holes won't be completely black. They will have incredible radiation of all kinds, as if they were... Watch your future's end. Alright, alright, I'm gonna mute, I'm gonna mute. Right. Well, I'll, I'll know when you're muted because I won't hear the frog, see? Oh, wait. <laughs> that... No, this isn't this isn't fast. I thought this would be faster. Fucking mute. I think you mute and then unmute. Try fix. Think. Oh, okay. No, I think that works. All right. Yeah. It's, it's it takes a while to. My fingers aren't that fat. Jesus. All right. We're good. We're good. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, all right. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute. No, you're not. Oh, now you are. There you go. <laughs> I almost want that whole interaction of the episode. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about this evening? Well, uh, tonight's topic is similar to one that we've done before. Uh, in the past, we had done uh, very early on best time travel movie. Uh, this is just best of time travel. It's uh, movies, TV shows, scientific theories, uh, whatever. Uh, so uh, who are we traveling through time with tonight, Damon? We've got Mr. Dan Janes. Yellow. Mr. Lance Langford. Hi. And last minute, Mr. Amin Amat. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so, uh, how do the fights work, Mike? Well, uh, each of our panelists, uh, except for Amin, because he's filling in for someone at the last minute, but, uh, most of our panelists and someone who's not with us tonight, uh, each chose six of their favorite time travel related things. Uh, we threw in, uh, two more by geek fight staff to bring the total up to 32. We placed those into tournament style brackets, which now everyone is doing. Um, I know we ripped it off, but now other non-sports things are ripping it off too. But I just want to point out we were first to rip off uh, the NCAA brackets and put geeky stuff in them, uh, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. Uh, everybody cast their votes. That gives their, give their reasons. The winners move on to the next round. This continues until something is crowned best of time travel. Uh, as always, you can use any rationale you want. Uh, 
And the best ofs, you know, we're kind of comparing apples and oranges. So anyone can pretty much just make up whatever the reason they want. That's what we call geek logic and good geek logic can sway people's votes. So choose your argument wisely. Um, and, and it's actually, it's just because it's March Madness. Uh, that's the only reason why these pop up around now. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying we were, ge- I mean, now all kinds of geeky things are doing it. Yeah, but they were doing it before we were. No, we're first. Oh, okay. Oh, okay then. Uh, let's jump into our first fight. Amin, since you have no idea what we're doing, you're going to go first. It is First Contact versus the Woody Allen classic, Midnight in Paris. Uh, so, that's, that's a fair fight. Um, really- don't think Midnight Paris has much of an advantage next to First Contact, only because you know it is Star Trek. But um, I mean, Midnight in Paris does offer the time travel aspect, but it's only for Paris, so it's really restricted to local, at least uh, localization. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just going to go with First Contact. It's 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 funner, it's better, and it's Star Trek. A uh, vote for First Contact, Mike. Uh, I am going to vote for Midnight in Paris. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, you know, recently we've been getting a little bit more love for Woody Allen movies. Um, certainly he has a, a geek them all his own. Um, and that was, it, it was actually a great movie. It was, uh, I think kind of a return to form. I hadn't liked anything Woody Allen had done in quite some time. Uh, I kind of liked the Larry David thing, but, uh, as far as actually being a movie, I really dug, this was the first one in a while and it, it treats, time travel in in a fantasy sense and it uses time travel as a metaphor for kind of a a longing for a past that never existed which is kind of certainly a message that that i i like to put across with as much nostalgia as run, runs through geek culture uh plus first contact there are better examples of star trek time travel on this list i i think the way that the time travel was handled in this was not that great um, some, some paradoxes, some things that were kind of stupid and don't make any sense. Uh, so even though I like first contact a lot as, as time travel, it actually is pretty weak. Uh, vote for midnight in Paris, Dan. I have not seen either of these movies actually. So it's kind of a rough choice for me. Uh, there are a lot of star Trek things on here, or at least it seems like there are. And there's only one Woody Allen thing. So I'm going to go with Midnight in Paris. Uh, Vote for Midnight in Paris. Lance. Yeah, Midnight in Paris uh, really kind of surprised me quite a bit because I'm I'm definitely not a Woody Allen fan. Never never have been. Um, Haven't really cared for uh, any of his films. Um, But a lot of people were telling me this one was really good. There was a lot of buzz about it. And uh, decided to, you know, check it out through Netflix and, and watched it. And I was blown away. I mean, I thought Midnight in Paris was an excellent movie. Um, easily one of the one of the best films of that year. Um, however, when you're comparing it against First Contact, um, which, you know, granted, not the best of the Star Trek films, um, you do have a situation where the uh, Next Generation Enterprise crew actually goes back to kind of where it all began and I think that the way they did that was pretty cool and also enjoyed the way they sort of brought it back in the mirror universe and enterprise. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll vote for, uh, for first contact. Uh, vote for first contact. It is all tied up. It comes down to me, a big time Star Trek fan, but this is all about time travel. And in the Star Trek movie, they travel back in time once and then travel back to the, to their present once. 
Uh, in Midnight in Paris, correct me if I'm wrong, he travels back in time every night and then returns to the future, returns to the present. So he time travels way more than they do in First Contact. Uh, so uh, by, by virtue of just being more time travel, I'm going to go with Midnight in Paris. And Midnight in Paris is moving into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Doc Brown himself versus Army of Darkness. This, uh, this is a strange one. Uh, even though Army of Darkness has time travel in it, um, it doesn't feel time travel-y enough for me. Whereas Doc Brown, well, the man made a time machine out of a DeLorean. I mean, that's time travel. Uh, he traveled through time, uh, himself quite a bit. Um, he is kind of a strange anachronism and, uh, I certainly am a big fan of both him and the back to the future movies. So Doc Brown. Uh, vote for Doc Brown, Dan. Yeah, Doc Brown is super cool. He's he's kind of a big part of time travel history. I mean, that's probably the biggest franchise for time travel movies out there. Uh, and he, yeah, a DeLorean time machine that that's classy as hell. Of another vote for Doc Brown, Lance. I'll go for uh, Doc Brown, the uh, the Rube Goldberg of time travel machines. Um, everything everything about what he does is is so uh, it, you know is so out there, so unscientific, <laughs> and so fun just to see how he puts stuff together like that, and and actually actually creates that time machine that works. It's like yeah, you know, how how in the world did that happen from from a guy like this? Um, Army of Darkness is. Uh, I guess of the Evil Dead movies, that's the one I remember the least. I don't really particularly remember the time travel aspect of it. I guess they went back to medieval times or something. But um, yeah, we're on, a, on a time travel list, we're definitely going to vote for uh, good old Doc Brown. Another vote for Doc Brown. Yeah, uh, they they did travel back in time magically from the end of uh, Evil Dead 2 to medieval times. And then they traveled back forward in time and he ended up in the uh, super whatever S-Mart, S-Mart, shop smart, shop S-Mart. Uh, they ended up in the S-Mart. Uh, and, but I, I actually prefer the, um, the unseen ended, the, the deleted ending, the, the uncut ending, the one where he oversleeps and ends up like 100 years past where he's supposed to be and everything's destroyed and he's by himself. I like that better. But uh, yeah, Doc Brown is all about time travel and he's time traveled way more. So yeah, going Doc Brown. I mean, is it a clean sweep? Yeah, yeah, I believe it, it's going to be. I mean, if we're going to use the same variable that we did with the Midnight Paris and First Contact, you know, Doc Brown does have a little bit more mileage on his tra- on his uh, frequent flyer uh, tra- time traveler card than uh, old uh, Bruce Campbell. Um, plus, he does have a much cooler ride. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go also with uh, Doc Brown. And Doc Brown is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Dan, this one is yours. It is Terminator versus Time Crime, which don't ask me because I know it's a P pick and I have no idea what it is. Like, is it Time Crimes, the uh, like Spanish film that's on uh, Netflix? Yes. yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Well, doesn't matter because I still haven't seen it. 
Although that one is in my Netflix queue and Terminator isn't. To be fair, Terminator isn't on Netflix instant video. But just just due to Netflix being a jerk and not putting Terminator on there, I'm going to vote for Time Crimes. A vote for Time Crime. Lance? Yeah, it, I did actually, I uh, hadn't seen it before. I did actually uh, watch Time Time Crimes on on streaming the other day and it's a it's it's a cute movie you know it's an interesting idea it's pretty low budget and uh, it kind of gets into the the thing of you know the the guy uh, goes goes back in time a little bit because he's running from someone and he doesn't know who's after him you know and then you find out later that that person who's running after him was him from when he went back in time and you know it kind of goes that way there and there end up being four of this guy running around and I'll tell you this if you ever see the movie um, I think I'm going to move to Spain. If if this guy uh, Hector, the main character, is considered a leading man out there, a sex symbol, you know, I, I I'm sure that I could do really well. So, um, real uh, real doughy looking fellow, real like uh, real goofy, just sort of an oddball guy. Not who you would think of as as your main character, but uh, certainly going against Terminator. I mean, it's you know, it's obviously almost a crime. You know, to put it to put it on here against uh, an epic as huge as Terminator. So, I'm going to go with Terminator for reasons that uh, I'm sure I'll be able to get into in later rounds. Uh, vote for the Terminator. But what from what you're telling me, they travel more in time in time crime. This is the best of time travel, and there's more time travel in time crime than there is in Terminator. Terminator, there's only two things of time travel: the T100 versus 1000. I can't remember. And uh, what's his name? Not John Connor, but his dad. That's uh, all the time travel in that movie, and it's a perfect time travel movie. It's one of the best because it's it's just one. Ooh, but it is just it is singular onto itself. When you add two, when you even though T two is a great movie, once you add T two, it messes up the time travel. But the time travel is almost perfect in Terminator. So I guess I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Terminator. Yeah, but I could be swayed. I mean. I'll be voting for Terminator. So, yeah, Terminator. Mike? Yep, Terminator. And Terminator is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Lance, this one is yours. It is Time Splitters Future Perfect versus Star Trek 09. Well, I'm not really too much of a video game guy, but the uh, I, I was reading about Time Splitters. I guess there's a series of games that does look it does look like a lot of fun. I'll have to admit I, I might have to go out and, and look for that. Um, but yeah, going up against the new Star Trek, um, you know that that new Star Trek film has done so much to get the younger generation involved in something that we've loved for decades. Um, you know, I, I think that the new Star Trek movie, not only because of the time travel by itself, but I think overall. Uh, has just done so much for you know for the the universe that we live in here and what we're into and what we're all about. So I'm definitely going to go with uh, with Star Trek. Uh, vote for Star Trek 09, also known as JJ Trek. Um, I would vote for Time Splitters here because I'm assuming that it's got more time travel, but I have not played it. I don't know really anything about it because uh, unlike other people that are on this show, I don't research anything. I know my picks. Hopefully, I know a few of your picks. But otherwise, that's about it. Um, Star Trek 09 has two instances of time travel and inexact time travel, which I kind of like. I like the fact that that uh, Nero got there 
way earlier than Spock. Spock came way later, but they they both left it around the same time. So that part was cool. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Star Trek 09. Amin? Yeah, well, uh, I just checked up on the Time Splitters game. It, was, it looks pretty cool. You know, unfortunately, I didn't get, didn't really get to play it, so I don't know what, what the what the humbub is about. Now, uh, Star Trek 09, that one I did, I did enjoy. I did see. I'm looking forward to the second one. Um, the instances of time travel were actually kind of better because instead of like everybody arriving at the same time, it was like the bad guy gets there first and then the good guy gets there last. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, the JJ Trek. Uh, vote for JJ Trek. Mike. Um, I will also vote for uh, Star Trek. Um, I, uh, I thought it was great that they basically, they're at a point that they needed to reboot or wanted to reboot. You can argue whether they needed it. Um, and yet they still wanted to find a way to link it to the Star Trek that we all knew and time travel, uh, and, and time using time travel to create an alternate dimension. Uh, it was a great way to sort of tie the two Star Treks together in a semi-logical manner. Um, now we know why everything is different because uh, of a change to the timeline. That was essentially by Spock um, from the future. So it kind of creates this loop where Star Trek goes to a natural end and then comes back to the beginning. So the time travel is used in a really elegant way, in an intelligent way, and a very effective way. And um, I don't know what the other one is. A uh, <laughs> uh, vote for Star Trek 09 and Dan. Well, I put Time Splitters on the list because I was playing it the other day and it's ridiculously hilarious. Uh, there's levels early on in the game where there's a mysterious guy helping you out and killing the bad guys. And then the later on you get into the game, you begin to realize that that's you from the future. And you, you go back to the same levels but you're in a different area and, you know, helping your past self get to the end of the level. And it's just a whole bunch of ridiculous banter and time travel mumbo jumbo and whatnot, all that timey-wimey stuff. And there is a lot more time travel. There's at least eight different timelines that you go to to uh, stop the time splitters from inventing time travel. And that's how you beat the game is by preventing time travel from existing, which is just mind boggling. So Uh, yeah, time splitters. A vote for time splitters. But Star Trek 09 is moving on. Although time splitters does sound kind of cool. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Damon, that's me. This one is yours. It is Fry is his own grandfather. That means he traveled back a thousand over a thousand years and fucked his grandmother Versus the single electron hypothesis, which postulates there exists only one single electron in the universe propagating through space and time in such a way as to appear in many places simultaneously. Um, I like the fact that Fry fucked his grandma, so I'm going to go with uh, Fry fucking his grandma. Um, Amin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's do that. It's uh, <laughs> grandma looking good. Let's go. 
uh, fucking grandma getting another vote. Uh, Mike. I'm going to go for the single electron hypothesis. Uh, I think it is a very interesting hypothesis. Uh, basically, it is saying that there is only one electron, uh, and it is uh, traveled through time so much to appear as uh, as the you know nearly infinite number of electrons that, that we see in our universe. It's a real kind of fake scientific theory that was uh, put forth to explain why all electrons are identical. Um, so it's a neat idea. It's real science. Uh, and I actually learned of it in a short story where someone attempted to disprove it by actually physically destroying one electron, uh, proving that it cannot be all the other electrons. Uh, and he did and destroyed the entire universe. A vote for the single electron hypotheses. Uh, Dan. That sounds like a really interesting short story, and I kind of want to read it. Um, that it's a great theory. Uh, having one electron bouncing around all the time, it kind of reminds me of Doctor Who, maybe, where you know he's kind of everywhere at once, but not really. And it, it just it, it's crazy. Uh, it's so crazy, it just might work. I'll vote for it. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Lance. Which one is going to take the win? Well, uh, you know, as much as much as I'd like to uh, to get a Futurama um, uh, character on here, um, yeah, I, I had never. I mean, I had heard of the single elect- electron hypothesis. I don't believe I heard it referred to as that, but I looked it up, did a little research on it for the show, and uh, yeah, I find it quite fascinating. In fact, I don't see any reason why that can't be the case. Um, yeah, as they said, I guess that the the weight uh, is exactly identical in each electron, and every every property of that electron is exactly identical. You know why why can't it be everywhere all at the same time? I mean, you know, we all are in a way. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the uh, for the hypothesis just because I think it's a really cool idea. The single electron hypothesis hypothesis is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Amin, this one is yours. It is Looper versus Primer. Okay, I've not seen or heard of Primer, unless we're talking about the paint. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Looper Looper was, was kind of interesting. I think it had a lot of potential. Um, but, man, it was just a really big letdown. Um, of course, you know, if we do an edited version, then I think we'll probably rock, but... Because I don't know which one Primer is, I'm going to have to go with with Looper. Uh, vote for Looper, Mike. I will. Uh, I will vote for Primer. Um, I don't honestly. I don't remember the movie very much. Um, I remember just the general premise, and it's a very grounded, very realistic time travel story where they only go back in time a little while, um, but they keep you know, doing it repeatedly and, and it eventually creates like multiple versions of each other. And, and it's actually really clever and, and there's a lot of twists and turns. Um, but I do remember that it seemed like it was all pretty plausible and that the time travel kind of held up pretty well. And that, that for me is going to be one of the big criteria tonight is how well does the time travel hold up to paradoxes and things like that. And, uh, and even though I enjoyed Looper as a movie much, much more, I think, there, there are problems with the time travel in terms of a paradox, uh, in the way it's handled throughout. It's kind of neat how when people like injure themselves, injure their, their present self and that affects the future self. 
Um, kind of an interesting premise, but it, it, it's, it's sort of weak in the way that some of the, the time travel, even in the back to the future doesn't work. And then, you know, the, you know, spoiler, uh, I won't, I won't spoil it, but the, the ending basically just, you know, cannot work. It creates a temporal paradox, uh, brings the entire movie crashing down. So even though I like the movie better, it's time travel or is act time travel is actually worse. So I'll vote for primer. A vote for primer, Dan. Yeah, I was coming into this thinking that this was going to be one of the toughest fights of the night because uh, I love both of these movies. Primer is a very, very low-budget, kind of nobody-knows-about-it time travel movie, and Looper was kind of a pretty big time travel movie from last year. And I love both of them, but Mike, Mike brings up a great point of Looper's time travel kind of falls apart with the ending, so I'm going to have to go with Primer. A vote for primer, Lance. Okay, yeah, this this is a, a really really tough one, um, and I'm I'm probably going to have to convince myself which one I'm going to vote for because I really uh, the the cool thing about primer that that really that really hit me hard when I was watching it was just just how how realistic it all felt and, and it was almost like almost watching a documentary. It was so plausible. You know, it's these four these four uh, brilliant young guys that get together and they're trying to build an anti gravity device in one of their garages, and by accident, two of them are alone and the other two are out. And the two guys that are alone accidentally discover time travel and they decide to keep it to themselves and use it. Uh, you know, go uh, go forward a day, check the stock market, come back and, and make purchases and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's a pretty cool study on. You know what what that sort of power does to you, um, and then yeah, there there are quite a few twists and turns, and it's a really really great great little movie. Um, Looper, I really enjoyed, and actually Ryan Johnson is is probably one of my favorite up and coming directors right now. Um, he's done a couple of episodes of Breaking Bad that were just phenomenal, and of course uh, the interesting thing is that um, you, you've got Primer here, which is very much a super low budget independent film. Um, and then you've got Ryan Johnson, a guy who started his career with with Brick, which was a super low budget independent film. And, you know, he, he's kind of gone and, and done, you know, done something with his career. Um, I did notice that the uh, the name escapes me. The, the guy who directed Primer, I noticed he does finally have another film about to come out. So maybe he's going to break through. Um, and I did also note it's interesting in the notes uh, when you're watching the credits on Looper, it does have a special thanks to primer so uh you know i I guess i guess i'm gonna go with looper um just simply because it's a bigger film um it was more enjoyable to watch you know and i know that's kind of a kind of a cop-out but um yeah i think i'm gonna go with looper a vote for looper it is all tied up it comes down to me i was totally gonna vote for looper and then mike brilliantly sharked way early with the the second shark, because I sharked earlier with the how many times that they time travel, Mike with the second shark of hey wait no um it, the time travel doesn't work at the end of the movie it makes it a, a temporal par- a paradox so it, it can't work. Uh, Looper uh, Looper is a great movie, love it to death, but Primer's time travel is better, so uh, I'm voting for Primer, and Primer will be moving on, and we're on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is, it is the book or movie, whichever you've uh, come across, The Time Traveler's Wife versus The TARDIS. Uh, 
go ahead. I uh, I am familiar in principle with the Time Traveler's Wife. I have neither seen the movie nor read the book. Um, but uh, for me, it really wouldn't matter because uh, the TARDIS is my favorite of the time traveling devices. I was actually tempted to put uh, a variety of different time travel machines. Even even thought about doing like maybe a mini geek fight of best time travel device because you got like the DeLorean. And certainly the Enterprise can travel through time under the right circumstances. The Legion superheroes time bubble. Uh, but out of all the time traveling machines, the TARDIS is my favorite. It doesn't help that I just watched the new, or it doesn't hurt that I just watched the new Doctor Who uh, last night, or no, two nights ago. Um, and uh, have been watching some of the uh, specials about him on the BBC. So I'm kind of a little, a little excited for the Doctor again. Uh, but uh, it's definitely the TARDIS. Uh, vote for the TARDIS. Dan. Uh, Time Traveler's Wife has a really cool concept with, you know, the wife being met by the dude at different points in her life that are not chronological. But the TARDIS experiences that with uh, the Doctor and River Song, and they do it much better and make it interesting. Whereas the Time Traveler's Wife is just boring. At least the movie. I don't know about the book. I'll vote for the TARDIS. Lance? Well, I imagine the, the book is probably pretty boring, too, if, if you found the, the movie boring. It, I went to uh, check, check it out at the library. I thought about checking it out. It's about an 800-page book. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the Time Traveler's Wife is a decent movie. Um, you know, obviously very tragic. You know, there, it, it's almost kind of heavy-handed, it seems to me, at times. Um, and you know, I mean, sometimes that goes well and sometimes it doesn't. And in this, this film, I didn't think it really went that well. I, I think it, I think it just, uh, was a little bit too abusive <laughs> to, to the couple in love with the, the way they did the story. Um, TARDIS now I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big Dr. Who fan. Um, i although I've been told many times by many people, I need to check out the new, uh, series starting in 08. But I do know what a TARDIS is, and I think everybody knows what a TARDIS is, and I think that it is the ultimate uh, time travel machine. So I definitely vote for uh, TARDIS. Uh, vote for the TARDIS. Well, I have been forcing Time Traveler's Wife down you guys' throat for a while now. Uh, this is the second time I put it on here because I really like it. And the aspect of time travel I like in the, the movie is the fact that he can't control it. He has absolutely no control over time travel. He just does it. It just happens. Um, whereas his daughter, who comes later, can control time travel. But he has no control over the time travel. He travels forwards and backwards in time, has no control over it. Things happen. I like that a lot. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, there is no paradox in the movie. I haven't read the book, but there is no paradox in the movie. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the time traveler's wife because TARDIS creates lots of paradoxes that he has to go and fix or, you know, fix points in time. What the fuck is a fixed point in time? There's no such thing as a fixed point in time. Uh, anyway, I'm voting for the time traveler's wife. Uh, Amin. Oh, that was a good argument, Damon. Um, you almost had me, but no, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, at one point... I was about to watch the movie, but then I realized it's just a lifetime movie that happens to have time travel in it, so I decided not to watch it. Um, but the TARDIS is much more interesting, much more fun, and I think the fact that he has to fix paradoxes actually makes things much more interesting. Um, as for the fixed points in time, I think that's pretty, you know, I think that's debatable, but 
probably true. Uh, but I'm going to go with the TARDIS. A vote for the TARDIS. And I, and I will say again, there's no such thing as a fixed point in time. There can't be. Anyway, moving on. We're at our first unknown fight of the evening. It is Back to the Future, a big gun versus Karen's pick. And she, she brought the thunder this time. She came up with H.G. Wells, the time machine. We didn't put the time machine on here, but time machine is pretty much the only reason we're talking about time travel. Uh, so it is Back to the Future versus the time, my time machine. Dan, that one is yours. I'm pretty sure I read the time machine when I was younger. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a good story. It is kind of a predecessor to a lot of time travel. But Back to the Future, I definitely watched as a kid. Uh, I watched it a lot as a kid. I watched it quite a bit as I was an older kid, and I've, I've watched it recently, and it's still fantastic. It still holds up. Still iconic uh, time travel movie, iconic movie of all time. One of the greatest movies of all time. It, it's hard to vote against, so I'm not going to. Uh, vote for Back to the Future. Lance. Well, the time machine is, yeah, you know, like you said, a lot of a lot of the reason that we're talking about what we are. I mean, it was one of the first ones. So I almost feel like I need to, uh, you know, do a tip of the hat to that. And we already have Doc Brown moving forward. Um, although I will say that Back to the Future was just a really, really important part of my, you know, my youth and my and my teenage years watching those watching those films. Oh, you know, I, I think that on this one, I'm I'm going to um, I'm going to throw a vote toward the uh, the original Time Machine and uh, and Wells, and just kind of see where the votes go. A uh, vote for the Time Machine. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong, Back to the Future is great. But I'm going to pull out the Jared Formby corollary. Let me just, uh, excuse me while I whip this out. Without the time machine, the book, not the horrible movies, eh, some of them are okay. But without the book, the time machine, we don't have most of the time travel stuff that we have. I, I think he made it popular, or she, depending on what show you watch. I, I think they made it popular, and, and, and then there was a fascination with time travel, and it grew and grew and grew. So it's, it's kind of the birth of science fiction at the same time. Like, yeah, no, you've got to vote for the the building block that is the time machine, and I will be too. I mean, thus you see your argument once again is stating that that is a fixed point in time. It needs to happen. If it doesn't happen, nothing. All this other stuff doesn't. We don't even have this geek fight if that if that didn't happen. So you see, it's a fixed point in time. And with that said, I, I'm going to pick the time the time machine. You know, Back to the Future is a great movie and whatnot. But the the book, and at least the first Time Machine movie, although you know even that's debatable nowadays, because like, well, you know, all the minorities get killed, and all we have are the blondes. That's, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's the, the Time Machine. Uh, vote for the Time Machine and Mike. I will vote for Back to the Future. Um, well, certainly we. Well, unless Back to the Future went back in time and inspired the Time Machine which is possible because we're talking about time travel. Um, but even though the, the form corollary, I, uh, I just want to give more love to back to the future. Uh, back to the future spawned three movies. Uh, two of them were great. One of them was pretty good. Uh, the time machine uh, has spawned pretty much nothing but horrible movies. 
Um, and since I, uh, I like movies more than books, uh, I'm going to vote for Back to the Future. A vote for Back to the Future, but the time machine is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Lance, this one is yours. It is time after time versus Godzilla versus King Ghidra. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, yeah, don't don't know too much about the uh, the Godzilla movies. I, you know, have watched a couple of them on Creature Feature Friday night or something like that, but um never never really got into the giant Japanese monster genre of film. Um Time After Time is one that was uh what I thought was pretty original. I I didn't I didn't even realize until I did a little bit more research on it that it was actually based on a book. Um, but I really enjoyed the movie. I mean, what's not to love about Malcolm McDowell playing H.G. Wells and actually going uh, back and forth in time to pursue uh, Jack the Ripper, played by uh, David Warner. <laughs> and, um, you know, all, all the all madness that ensues uh, with those two. But, yeah, I, I'm going to vote for time after time. I thought it was a, just a really, really fun 80s movie to watch over and over and over again. Uh, vote for time after time. Um, yep, Pete's not here. Not voting for Godzilla. Uh, I'm gonna vote for time after time. Amin. Yeah. Um, I'd never seen that Godzilla movie. Although Godzilla and time travel would be pretty cool if we inserted some, inserted something else. Um, time after time, I remember that as a kid growing up seeing it and then asking myself what the fuck did i just watch and then watching it again and like oh it's time travel and jack the ripper's in it oh that's cool not so much the time travel but because of jack the ripper um but because of that i will choose time after time over godzilla godzilla or long mao as they call him i believe in cantonese um a vote for time after time. Mike. Well, since uh, H.G. Wells is already moving forward uh, as the author of the Time Machine book, um, I don't think we need him to go ahead twice here. So I will vote for Godzilla. A vote for Long Mao. Um, Dan. Um, uh, time after time. And time after time is moving through Long Mao has been killed. I'm sorry that I shout that so much, but seriously, when you say it like that, it's so much fun. Uh, Dragon Lion, I believe, is is what it translates to indirectly. Uh, time after time is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is Safety Not Guaranteed versus 12 Monkeys. Um, this sucks because 12 Monkeys is a really good movie, but so is Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, I don't know. And, and there is only one time travel maybe in, in between the two of them. Like there's, there's definitely time travel in, in 12 monkeys, but we don't know for sure that there's time travel and safety, not guaranteed. We just know that they, well, we don't know that there's time travel in that movie. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for those of you that haven't seen it yet. There's a lot of time travel talk in the movie and I've seen it more recently than I've seen 12 monkeys. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, safety not guaranteed. I mean, you know, I I don't think I've ever seen safety not guaranteed. Nope, no, nope, I haven't seen it. No, nope. although, oh, no, oh, that's pretty cute. Uh, okay, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with twelve monkeys. I mean, 
it's only because I haven't seen Safety Not Guaranteed, but 12 Monkeys was, you know, incredibly fun, incredibly odd and weird, but it made so much freaking sense, at, at least um, storytelling-wise, once you finally got to the payoff. Um, always wished that they would have maybe a sequel, just to see, but at the same time, you know, it could get spoiled. But uh, I'm going to go with 12 Monkeys. Uh, vote for 12 Monkeys. Mike? Uh, I've actually not seen uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, was that actually supposedly based on a true story? I do recall something about that. I'm not sure. I would say no. Um, well, that means somebody placing, the movie. placing an ad like that. Oh, uh, probably, yeah. Um, and uh, even though I haven't seen it, I do know a lot about it. Um, and I, I do basically know the, the, the premise and the concept and it sounds really cool. I mean, like, like primer, it is a small kind of indie, um, more, you know, realistic, uh, time travel, uh, take whereas it's, and, and time travel is at the heart of the story. Whereas 12 monkeys, it's a time travel movie in that somebody travels through time, but really what he does when he gets to the present is, is more the heart of the movie. Time travel is in it not as much as it being a time travel movie, uh, but it does have monkeys and I love monkeys. So I'll vote for 12 monkeys. A vote for 12 monkeys. Dan. Both are pretty solid movies. Uh, I've seen safety, not guaranteed more recently. And I think it deserves a bit more love. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw a vote out that way since it's, it's just, it is based off of a not necessarily a true story, but it they, there was an ad similar to that, but it was written as a joke filler according to Wikipedia. Um, and it, I don't know, I just enjoy it. I like all the all the uh, people in it, and it, it's just a whole lot of fun. A vote for safety not guaranteed. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Lance. Which one is going to take the win? Yeah, and it would, because this is a really, really tough one. Um, well, 12 Monkeys, there's a couple things about that film. I mean, besides, besides the fact that it's directed by Terry Gilliam and just, just a beautiful film from start to finish, like everything he does. Um, I will say this. It was the very first time that I noticed that this guy named Brad Pitt could actually act. And he did a, he did a damn good job as a character in that movie. Uh, and, and in fact, in my opinion, he kind of stole the show. Um, Bruce Willis was good. He was solid. Um, you've got, uh, I guess Madeline Stowe was in it. She was solid. It was just a really good, really good cast. A lot of great acting. Um, the storyline was cool. I kind of liked the way they, they, they made the 12 monkeys a red herring at the end. And it was completely different than what you thought. Um, you know, but at the same time, safe, safety, not guaranteed. I, and, and I saw that one fairly recently also, and uh, that was surprisingly much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and, you know, web, whether there's really time travel going on in that movie or not is, is, is totally, uh, totally inconsequential to what the film's all about. And, yeah, there is there is a lot. There are a lot of things that happen in that movie that kind of make you wonder, you know, well, is he really or isn't he? You know, and then, um, you know, different things that, that the characters go through. There's a lot of great character development. Um, there's a lot of great acting in that movie. Um, so, you know, it's almost a toss-up. But I think at the end of the day, I am going to give the respect 
to uh, to the production that is Twelve Monkeys and the directing skill of one Terry Gilliam. Of uh, vote for Twelve Monkeys, and Twelve Monkeys is moving through, even though it's a, a very subpar time travel movie. Uh, it's moving on, and we're on to our next fight. I mean, this one is yours. It is frequently asked questions about time travel versus Returner. I, I I don't know which one it is. Uh, I've never heard of either. I think I've heard of the first one. Well, no, frequently asked questions, I'm assuming, is just a general frequently asked questions about time travel. No, it's a movie. Oh, is it a movie? A very fantastic movie. So, okay. Frequently asked questions sounds to me more like the Hitchhiker's Guide. That, that's something that it would have is time travel. Uh, you know, hold my vote. Let me hear what everyone else says, and then I'm going to make my final decision. That's fine. Mike? Uh, I will vote for frequently asked questions. Uh, it, I, I had a feeling it was a movie or a story. Um, it's, if, the, if the premise is anything like the title, uh, that's actually kind of a clever idea, and I certainly don't know what the other one is at all. It's Japanese, goddammit! Uh, Dan? If anything Japanese is going for, it should be fucking Godzilla. Uh, Long Mao. Uh, Dan? <laughs> Uh, the frequently asked questions about time travel. Fantastic, hilarious time travel movie. That it starts as just you know kind of a buddy comedy. Three uh, nerds. I'm I'm sorry. Nerds is the word they use to keep them keep us down. They're three Imagineers working in an amusement park, talking about how they need to you know write a screenplay about something or other because Hollywood has it all wrong. Hollywood sucks. And so throughout the evening, they start experiencing weird things. Like one guy goes to get some drinks and runs into a girl who says she's from the future and explains how time travel is possible. And she can talk to him because no one will believe him because he's, you know, all a big fan about time travel being an Imagineer. Uh, it, it's just hilarious. It's it's a fantastic movie. Everyone should watch it. It has great lines, like when she's explaining how there's people that go back in time and kill people after their greatest work, and you know has a classic uh, Star Wars, whether Empire or Return is the better movie uh, debate, which makes it a great nerd or geek movie to begin with. But they they come to a line where you know, going back in time to kill people is usually just a personal vendetta and, you know, killing someone who you think has no talent. And he responds, Oh, like Paris Hilton. And she says, who? And he just responds. Brilliant. It fantastic movie all around. Everyone should go watch it right now after listening to the rest of this episode. A vote for frequently asked questions about time travel. Lance. And that actually is what I would love to do as soon as we're done with the show. In fact, I tried to do that before, but uh, damn Netflix, for whatever reason, they just don't get uh, don't get very many British productions and don't get too many BBC releases because I couldn't even find it on, on disc, much less streaming. Um, but, yeah, everything I was reading about that one, uh, the people that are in it. Um, the things they talk about, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't need to see that movie to know that I would absolutely love it. 
Uh, and I also don't typically care too much for Japanese films. So, yeah, this for me, even though I haven't seen either movie, it's pretty easy for me. Racist. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Returner is a film where a dude travels back in time to kill some people. If I'm remembering the, the, the right movie. Oh, no, isn't that Time Cop? Uh, no, no. Oh, is that on the list? No, we didn't put Time Cop on here. Oh, I missed oh, Time Cop. Oh, God. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly vote for uh, FAQ about time travel. Uh, Amin, are you going to say anything about Returner? Yeah, I'll, I'll pick Returner. Oh, okay. <laughs> so FAQ doesn't have a clean sweep. But uh, FAQ about time travel. Frequently asked questions about time travel. It's moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Superman spinning the world backwards and turning back time versus all good things. This really sucks because uh, <laughs> a lot of people uh, will take a shot at the kind of stupidity of Superman uh, spinning the world backwards and, uh, and turning back time. Uh, but I actually think it's kind of, kind of a neat idea. You know, the movie's not particularly scientific. Uh, I always kind of preferred to see it as him just, reversing time it's not like he's actually just spinning the earth on its axis backwards which would just basically fling everything on the earth off of it if not just tear it apart um but instead he's really kind of peeling back the layers of time as he travels faster and faster and gets time running in, in the opposite direction so i've always been kind of a defender of it when other people have taken shots at it but uh it's up against all good things which is uh, one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek. I think it's often been underrepresented. I'm surprised that you know how many people on uh, Geek Fights don't seem to uh, to like it as much as I do. I think it was a great finale. I thought the time travel elements were very clever. Um, you know the the three time periods. It it parallels a Christmas Carol, which is in a sense a a Victorian time travel story as well. Um, it's one of my favorite Star Treks of all time. Time travel is such a, an int important aspect of Star Trek in general. Uh, and in addition to just kind of the multiple time traveling in the, in the story, it even kind of links back to the very beginning of, uh, of next generation by, by calling back to encounter at Farpoint. So kind of metaphorically speaking, it travels back in time as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, to me, all good things is, has always been a, a great, a great uh, episode of Star Trek that I wish I could have, uh, sung its praises more uh, in the past, and uh, hopefully I can't hear. Uh, vote for All Good Things. Dan? I believe either the writer or director of the Superman movie has come out and said that Superman doesn't actually spin the world backwards so much as he just flies faster than the speed of light, and somehow that makes him go back in time. So he doesn't actually spin the world backwards. But it's still an awesome Superman moment. Uh, I I love that movie. I'm gonna have to go with Superman. A vote for Superman turning the world backwards, Lance. Yeah, the uh, that first Superman film came out when I was ten years old, and one of my fondest childhood memories is is when that scene came on, turning around and looking at my dad with wide eyes and saying, "Dad." Dad, they're going to do a sequel. They got to do a sequel now. And I was just so excited that I knew there was going to be more, more to come. 
And um, the way they ended it, I thought was really cool. And I always, I've always loved the ending. And oh hell, I don't, I don't care how much people bash about it, and you know the physics of it are incorrect, and the scientific aspect of it. Um, you know, I, I just thought it was pretty cool to see Superman actually go back in time to to save his his love like that. Um, you know, but but it is but it is against all good things, which is. Um, you know, yet yet again, um, I guess anyone who watches all of the Star Trek shows uh, pretty much knows they have a great tradition of, um, of 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 ending the series on a great episode, and uh, this was no exception. Um, it was uh, it was really cool, and I'll tell you what I couldn't stop thinking about when I went back and watched this episode not too long ago. Um, I had uh, read the book last year. I think it's called Q Squared, the one about uh, uh, Q and Trelane, or Trelane basically being part of the Q continuum. And when I when I was watching Q's scenes in this, I couldn't help but think of Trelane, and I kind of got a kick out of that. And you know, you, you kind of go back and you think, wow, that does kind of make sense in a in, from a continuity aspect that that they are they are part of the same continuum. Um, but yeah, I'll, um, it's kind of a tough vote cause I really did love that, that Superman movie. And I really did love that scene and that, that, uh, that iconic image there, but, uh, I am going to go with all good things. Uh, vote for all good things. Comes to me. Hmm. Um, see, it, it, it it's not that I don't like all good things. All good things is excellent time travel, especially the paradox that happens. Uh, Star Trek is fifty uh, is is batting five hundred when it comes to series finales. Uh, the original series doesn't have one. Uh, Next gen and Deep Space Nine are decent. Voyager and Enterprise are not. Um, God, I'm gonna go with Superman turning the world backwards. Not only because I put it on the list, but also because. Uh, I like the fact that he 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 was willing to change time to save one person. One person. Like he could have saved a whole bunch of other people by turning back time, but he just chooses not to. Uh, he does it for Lois though, and I like that. So, it is all tied up. It comes down to you there, mean. Which one is going to take the win? Uh, you know, the only gripe I have about the whole Superman spinning the world backwards is that he only did that shit once. You're trying to tell me, okay, that all those other stuff happens afterwards, and he doesn't decide, you know what, let me go back in time and prep things up so when these motherfuckers show up, I can kick their asses and not even have to do anything, thus spending more time with Lois. No, he doesn't do that. He only does it once. I don't get it. However, you know, I go back to when I was probably a sperm, and I saw it, uh, and I thought that was the coolest shit in the world, you know? how he saved her and how he, how everything went backwards and whatnot. Um, all good things. I don't think I've seen either. Christ, there's too many things I haven't seen. I need to get out more often. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Superman spins the world backwards, but it just sucks that he only did it once when it's like, you know, if you could do that, you would do that every so often. Oops, made a mistake. Go back in time and fix it. Uh, well, you know, oh, well. Superman turning the world backwards takes the win. Sorry, Mike. We are on to our next. That one's pretty bittersweet. I know, right? You're like, Superman never gets any love on this show. Now Superman gets some love, but it's at the cost of all good things. We are on to our next fight. Dan, this one is yours. It is Quantum Leap, the series 
versus Rufus from Bill and Ted. George Carlin versus an entire series of a show. Um, I, I, I don't know. Quantum Leap is is a pretty solid show, but I mean it's Rufus, man. He he's he's fantastic. I got I I can't I can't vote against Rufus. A vote for Rufus Lance. Well, yeah, Rufus Rufus is the man. There's no doubt about that. But you know what? Unfortunately, um, I cannot uh, visualize Rufus now without thinking of him showing Bill and Ted how to, uh, you know, how to get a ride in a truck or something like that, what to do to get a ride down the road, um, a la Jay and Silent Bob. Um, Quantum Leap was uh, was a really great show. Um, I think I, I mentioned it uh, on, the, on the, the Stephen King show that I was on that a uh, very, very special place in my heart because when my wife and I were very freshly married, we used to come home and watch that show every day after work. So uh, definitely going to go with, uh, with Quantum Leap. Uh, vote for Quantum Leap. Now, this is difficult for me because I know what the unknown is. So we may, we may not have any more Bill and Ted on the list, but Bill and Ted already won one. So to Back to the Future. Um, Quantum Leap. Has a ton of time travel, and I especially love the finale, the fact that he travels back to, he can only travel in within his own lifetime, is, is what the time travel thing works for him, and he travels back to technically before he was born in the series finale, and he talks to God. It gets a little gaudy, gets a little preachy, but I don't care. I still like the shit out of it, and it has way more time travel than almost anything else on the list, so I'm going to go with uh, Quantum Leap. I mean... I don't hear the frog, so you're not unmuted. Oh, okay, finally, Jesus Christ! Wait, so so the finale, he goes, he talks to Gotti, really? Yeah, he talks to God. Yeah. Oh God! I thought you said Gotti. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. No, just God. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, so what are we talking about again? Okay. <laughs> uh, Quantum Leap. Ooh, oh, ah, oh, that hurts. Um. You know, I love I love the character of Rufus and Bill and Ted. However, since we are talking about best of time travel, Quantum Leap has shitloads of that and more. Um, so, unfortunately for Rufus, I'm going to go with Quantum Leap. Another, especially my version, but he he goes and talks to Gotti. Uh, a vote for Quantum Leap, Mike. I uh, I'm actually I, I'm I'm one of the people who never really uh, got into Quantum Leap. I've seen a couple of episodes, um, never really quite did it for me. I don't know why, uh, but uh, regardless of that, I'm going to vote for it because even though it was not something that I ever dug, it it was something that I I could see why other people did, and it was certainly a a great idea, a clever idea, and uh, and yeah, I mean you know want to talk time travel? How long was that show on? And they they jumped every year. So uh, it's it's really really very heavily time travelly, and uh, I don't. I mean, he he would go back and, and set things right, right? Wasn't that the basic premise? Gonna yeah. make things happen that should happen somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, so it doesn't seem like there's a lot of paradoxes there. I like there was an episode where he went back, um, and it dealt with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, which I thought was kind of interesting. So uh, yeah, Bill and Ted's got uh, representation elsewhere on this list. Um, quantum leap, 
whether I liked it or not is certainly a big gun when it comes to time travel. So I'll vote for Quantum Leap. Uh, vote for Quantum Leap. And Quantum Leap moves on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Lance, this one is yours. It is Michael Crichton's timeline versus John Titor. Well, um, John Titor, I guess, was an in- interesting concept. I, I, I believe if I if I read read about it correctly, that it was a, a guy that was kind of uh, posting blogs about being a time traveler, and this is what's going to happen in the future, and this is what it looks like. But then again, none of it really matters because there's an infinite number of possible futures and possible past. So you know that's what it looks like in my future. So no one, I guess, could ever disprove him. Um, Michael Crichton's timeline, and uh, I did put this on the list, and I'm referring not to the not to the lackluster movie, um, but to the uh, to the really really excellent book. And what what really got me about that book was how realistic uh, Michael Crichton made time travel. Um, like you know, you didn't just go back to the highly romanticized time that uh, you know where where there were lords and ladies and you were enjoying yourself and listening to the minstrels and things like that. No, you would have people that would go back in time and immediately be beheaded by a highwayman and stuff like that. So um, for those reasons, I thought Timeline was just a brilliant book, and and I'm going to vote for that. A vote for Timeline. Um, I don't know what John Titor is at all. I have read the uh, Michael Crichton timeline, but guess what? It's been on a lot lately. I've seen the Michael Crichton timeline movie. And uh, even though I read the book, I can't get that shitty movie out of my head. Oh, no. (laughs) At all. At all. So I'm going to have to vote for John Titor, even though I do remember liking the book. I I just cannot remember anything about it. Uh, I'm voting for John Titor. Uh, Mean. Okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, the timeline movie was was it was okay. You know, it was it was an interesting premise. Um, you know, that little romantic part where one guy stays behind, and that happens to be the little stone and whatnot that these guys had discovered at the beginning of the movie. Whoop de fucking do. Now, John Titor. Uh, never. I don't think it's completely been proven, but. Just the fact that there's a possibility will be pretty cool. So just out of that, I'm going to vote for the Mr. John. Mr. John Titter. I'm going to call him Titter. Titor. Uh, Mike. I have not read the book. I have not seen the movie. Uh, like I said, I, I, I don't like books. I do like books, but I like saying I don't like books. Um, John Titor. uh I actually, I, I didn't read any of that as it was happening. I read about it on Wikipedia and other places on the internet. Um, it's an idea that sounds better than it actually was. You know, when somebody tells you about it, it sounds really cool. And then you go and actually look up what it was like. And it was, it was not that interesting, but yeah, just, just that idea that for the brief moment until it starts falling apart, you can actually convince yourself that it is, that it is true that someone is uh, from the future and kind of stuck here and, and giving us messages and maybe kind of giving us strangely coded messages. Uh, the conspiracy nut in me loves things like that. And, uh, like I said, I really don't know what time or was it timeline? Well, yeah, I haven't seen the movie or the book and, uh, John Titor. Well, I read the Wikipedia page, so that's pretty much one up on him. Uh, vote for John Titter. I'm going to call him Titter. Dan. Uh, I, I, 
like Michael Crichton a lot. He does a lot of great work. Uh, time travel is fun when he does it. However, it is April Fool's Day, and John Teeter sounds like a really good April Fool's joke. So there. Uh, vote for Titter. And Titter is moving on. I like them titters. Um, <laughs> John Titter is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is our one-way travel through time versus River Song. Um, and, and even though we don't want to believe it, we are all time travelers. Granted, we don't get to go backwards, but we do get to go forward for an intimate, uh, uh, infinite amount of time, depending on what you believe. Because yeah, you know, if you don't believe that your uh, your soul goes anywhere, or if you have a soul, if you just believe you're your body, your body will stay here forever, and then turn into dust, and the dust will be here, and then the dust will move on. Like technically, technically, our ever our, our never ending move through time keeps going, but our consciousness stays here. Versus River Song, who was really cool. For the first, like, five times she was on. But the more time, more backstory they gave her, the less I kind of liked her. It kind of got annoying. I liked when she was mysterious. Like, how does she know how to drive the TARDIS? She just does. I, sometimes that you don't need to have that stuff explained. Uh, and I don't want it explained either. So I'm going to vote for our one-way travel through time. Amin. Okay. One way travel through time versus River Song. You know, uh, I kind of feel the same way about River Song. I think, I think it's time to finally tell the the final story chapter, or at least the story that leads to the final chapter for River Song. Um, because otherwise, let's face it, she, I don't, she, uh, there's not there's no amount of CG that's going to make her look any younger. And uh, they got to do that now. Um, oh, man. Our one-way travel to... Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to go with River Song. Fuck it. Uh, vote for River Song. Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for uh, our one-way travel through time. I mean, I, I no no problem with River Song at all. Um, I, I, I certainly thought the, the revelation of, of who her parents were uh, was was interesting and it brought a strange dynamic uh, to uh, to Doctor Who and to the story. But uh, the thing I like about our one way travel through time is, I mean, it is true. It is it is is certainly how how we experience uh, moving through time, and it's kind of a nice defense uh, on multiple levels to people who say time travel is impossible because you point out simply, well, no, time travel is possible. We are all traveling into the future right now. Um, but the, the beautiful thing of it is it really is more time travel than just that, because we all can travel into the future at different speeds. Uh, you know, basically if you can move at close enough to the speed of light, uh, the time dilation effect will make time travel very slowly for you while it's passing at the regular speed for the rest of the universe. And, uh, and, and when you finish you will find yourself literally thousands of years in the future. So even though you're not actually traveling through time because you can travel at a different rate than the time around you, uh, it is effectively time travel into the future, which is not only theoretically possible, but it actually happens uh, all the time. It happens to uh, astronauts who are traveling at high velocities. It happens. It actually is happening constantly. If you're in a car, you're technically traveling uh, time is traveling just slightly slower than people who are, are standing still. So because of uh, the theory of relativity, 
making time travel into the future possible through our one-way travel through time. Toot toot. Uh, Dan. That's a lot of really good points. However, I went to Australia once, and on my way back, I took off on a plane in Sydney and landed in Los Angeles three hours before I took off. So it's not really a one-way travel through time. So I'm voting for the other one. You're voting for River Song. Uh, you do realize that time zones and stuff like that, that's, that's all arbitrary, right? We just decided that today is, well... Well, then, Monday. arguably, so is time. Yeah, it is. So, still going for River. Fucking River Song. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Lance. Which one takes the win? Well, I'm not a, again not a, not a huge Doctor Who fan. Um, I was I was reading about the character River Song. It does she does seem very fascinating? I do like Alex Kingston, the actress. I liked her in ER. I like her in Arrow now. Um, so I'm quite sure I would enjoy it again. I need to get into Doctor Who. I mean, I think that's one of the messages I'm getting tonight, um, and one of the things I've been hearing from from a lot of friends lately. So I think it's just a just a matter of time. Um, uh, oh boy. Matter of time. Um, our one-way travel through time is actually, I think, pretty interesting because I'm not real sure uh, if I believe in a God concept or what kind of religion I believe in. But there are two things that, that I know for a fact uh, have to be scientifically true. And, and one is that is infinity does exist because infinity must exist. How can there possibly an, be an edge or an ending? to anything. And then secondly, I do feel that reincarnation is, is also a physical fact in one way, form or fashion. Um, so I do believe that this one way travel through time may not be as one way as we think it is. And there may be things going on that we're not even aware of. Um, but I will, I will go for the one way travel through time because I think that's an interesting concept to keep talking about. One way travel through time is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is the last fight of the first round. It is the other unknown. It is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure versus Jared's pick, which is a frequently asked question about time travel. It is, if you could go back in time, would you or could you kill Hitler? So <laughs> it is that time travel question. Uh, Amin, that's yours. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Um, huh, go back and kill Hitler or... Travel through different time periods with the bodacious babes. Um, would you or could you kill Hitler? Doesn't matter. There's bodacious babes involved. Um, I'm going to go with Bill and Ted. Uh, vote for Bill and Ted. Mike. You know, th this, is, uh, this is kind of interesting um, because uh, just today I read a review of a book or of a comic book that came out last week from DC Comics called Time Warp. And uh, the criticism of this time warp uh, comic is it's a it's uh, an anthology series of uh, of time travel related stories. So there's several, maybe three or four. I don't know exactly how many uh, short stories in there about time travel. And the uh, writer of the review was complaining because he said, you know, one of the one of the the gimmicks of time travel, uh, one of the times that he knows the, a discussion of time travel is, is really kind of just going bad is when they bring up, uh, would you kill Hitler? And he said two of the stories in here were actually about people going back in time to kill Hitler. So it is such a time travel trope that, uh, I would, I kind of want to vote for that. But since Rufus didn't move on earlier, 
Um, and I do think something from Bill and Ted should move on. Uh, I will vote for Bill and Ted here because they would go back in time and uh, save Hitler. Yeah, they already they already won best time travel movie. But uh, a vote for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, or actually, they didn't win best time travel movie. Yeah, they did. Groundhog oh, Day won. Best Groundhog time Day movie. did. Yeah. Uh, Dan. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure not only has great story, great characters, ridiculous takes on uh, some of the classics from history like Ludwig von Beethoven and Sigmund Freud. Uh, we get to see them interact with modern day society. Well, modern as in ni- early 1990s. <coughs> uh, great movie. Has the pretty much the philosophy I live my life by in it, which is be excellent to each other and party on dudes. And a pretty much fantastic version of time travel that their time travel is pretty epic and there's a lot of it. So I'm going for Bill and Ted. Uh, Vote for Bill and Ted. Lance. Yeah. Wild Stallions music all the way. Another vote for Bill and Ted. See, now, the would you, fine. People say would you, but the, the fact of the matter is you actually can't go back in time and kill Hitler. It's not possible. Uh, I like the could you part of it. Because it's a fixed point in time. There it's we go not again. a fixed point See? in time. No, you keep, you, you, you keep, because you keep, it, it changes time. No. Open your mouth. It's like you're reinstating the fixed point in time, but you're no, in denial it's of not, it. Come it's on. not a fixed point in time because you can go back and change it, but yeah. if you go back and change it, you no longer exist. Join us. No, no. Which would make it fixed. It's fixed for (laughs) you, but it's not a fixed point in time because time is infinite. You can do anything you want to. it. So it's not a fixed point in time. Time has nothing to do for with it. It's a fixed point for you Uh, because I I do know that if I were to travel back in time and kill Hitler and stop World War Two from happening, uh, then I wouldn't be born. I know for a fact because my 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 father is a, a baby boom baby like he comes after the baby boom and had my grandfather not gone into world war ii uh then he would have stayed home and made different babies and my dad probably never would have happened and then you would have never met mike and then geek fights would have never happened and eventually other cool stuff would have never happened you really want to do that well uh, america doesn't become the powerhouse that it is well <laughs> that it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. but but uh, there's there's a lot of things that that go wrong without Hitler. So if I could go back in time, I wouldn't kill Hitler. That is so going to be the outtake. What? There are a lot of things that go wrong without Hitler. Seriously. There's a lot of great things that happen because Hitler did horrible shit. Uh, I'm voting for going back in time. Could I kill Hitler? Would I kill Hitler? But you guys are voting for Bill and Ted and Bill and Ted are moving on. And we'll be back right after this. I knew you liked Hitler. Hello. My name is Stephen Hawking. Physicist, cosmologist, and something of a dreamer. Although I cannot move, and I have to speak through a computer, in my mind, I am free. Free to explore the universe and ask the big questions, such as, is time travel 
possible. Can we open a portal to the past? Or find a shortcut to the future? ultimately use the laws of nature to become masters of time itself. Check it out. I like simple experiments and champagne. So I've combined two of my favorite things to see if time travel from the future to the past is possible. I'm throwing a party. A welcome reception for future time travelers. But there's a twist. I'm not letting anyone know about it until after the party has happened. Here is the invitation giving the exact coordinates in time and space. I'm hoping copies of it, in one form or another, will survive for many thousands of years. Maybe, one day, someone living in the future will find the information, and use a wormhole time machine to come back to my party, proving that time travel will, one day, be possible. My time traveler guests could be arriving any moment now. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. What a shame. I was hoping a future Miss Universe was going to step through the door. Now, if you think you're so smart, let me give you the mother of all time travel stories and see whether you can figure this out. Let's see whether you're smart enough to figure this one out. The year is 1945. A stranger comes in from the darkness carrying a baby girl that he leaves at an orphanage. Well, the nuns find this baby girl. They don't know where the baby girl came from. So the nuns call her Jane. And Jane grows up as an orphan, wondering, who is my mother? Who is my father? Well, when Jane is 17 years old, she's a beautiful young woman, and then she has her first boyfriend. A drifter comes drifting into her life, but it was not meant to be. They quarrel. She argues with her boyfriend, and it's a very sad story. First, she finds out that she's pregnant. Her boyfriend has left her. She's abandoned and pregnant. She's rushed to the hospital nine months later. She delivers a beautiful baby girl, but somebody that night breaks open the window of the hospital, kidnaps Jane's baby girl, and leaves in the darkness. Well, it's even worse than this. Jane is bleeding very rapidly. She's going to die. The doctors have to perform an emergency experimental operation. They have to change Jane into Jim. Well... Jim wakes up the next day with this huge headache, and he's told the bad news. First, the boyfriend left her pregnant, somebody stole her baby, and now she's not even Jane anymore. She's Jim. Well, Jim grows up and becomes a ballroom drunk. Every time someone says, who are you, Jim? Where did you come from? Who was your mother or your father? 
Well, finally, Jim one day is once again stone drunk at the bottom of a bar after a bar fight. But the bartender comes up to him and says, Jim, Jim, wake up. You see, I'm not really a bartender. I'm a time traveler. Come into my machine and let us find out who is this Jim slash Jane. So they go back, back, way back into the past. So poor Jim, he doesn't quite know where he is in the past. But suddenly, he meets this beautiful 17-year-old girl. And it's love at first sight. But you know, it was not meant to be. They quarrel. And then Jim finds out that his girlfriend is pregnant. And then Jim says to himself, oh my God, history is repeating itself. This happened to me. Well, I'm going to make sure that my baby gets the best education possible. That night, nine months later, Jim goes to the hospital, breaks open the window, kidnaps his own precious baby girl. And then Jim and his baby girl go back into the time machine. Again, back, way back into the past until it is 1945. It is a dark and stormy night. Jim comes in from the darkness carrying his precious baby girl that he drops off at an orphanage. Well, the nuns don't know what to do with this baby girl they find the next day, so the nuns call her Jane. And Jane grows up wondering, who is my mother? Who is my father? I was left as a foundling on the doorstep of this orphanage. Well, Jim finally gets it together. Jim says, I won't be a drunk all my life. I'm going to join the Time Travelers Corps. So Jim has many heroic exploits in the annals of time. Now Jim is an old man. He says to himself, I've had a good life, but I want one final mission. For my last mission in time, I'm going to go backwards in time, put on a wig, to impersonate a bartender. To meet a certain barroom drunk who just got into a fist fight because someone said, who are you, Jim? Who is your mother? Your father? Now for 10 points, who can tell me? Who is Jim's mother? Father, son, daughter, granddaughter, grandfather, great-great-grandfather, in the back. Yeah, Jane is a family tree unto herself. Can you imagine a family get together and they get into a food fight? And someone says, you did this to me. No, you did that to yourself. This year, in Chicago, join Geek Fights Live on a special mission at C2E2. C2E2, C2E2, C2E2. Investigate all Geek Fights Live shows, meetups, and hangouts. C2E2, C2E2, C2E2. Your mission will be to rendezvous with your favorite Geek Fights hosts. Game and Shop. Testcraft. Brian Townsend. And Geek Fights, most talented, most handsome, guest panelist, Alan. And what Geek Fights live event could be complete without the shark? Like our teas, bitches! For further intelligence, monitor all Geek Fights episodes. Imperative information can also be found at geekfights.net and c2e2.com. We'll see you in Chicago at this year's C2E2. I am Dane Smith, live from New Orleans, Louisiana. 
and I'm listening to Geek Can Five. I get on now? We tearing it up live here in New Orleans. We are having I'm the a suit ball. Time crew partners. Uh, hey, wait, are you one of the motherfucking four horsemen? So live. Yes, live in New Orleans. I love all my tourist yeah. people. That's right. And I hope y'all come back again. All right. All right. We've been doing I this for 18 y'all. years. All right. And if you want to know where you got those shoes, you got them on the bottom of your feet right here in New Orleans. I will be waiting to see you when you come to see us. And you're come listening. Come back again, man. To, hold on. I, I want to buy all you guys a drink. Since everybody's back, I will go and we're back, and then we'll be back. But I don't know when I'm going to do that. I might just keep talking, so uh, Mike has no real clear point to cut in until I go. And we're back doing what we do every single goddamn week of the goddamn year. Coming at you with Jarrett Formby, trademark geek cred. Um, Let's see. Who are we going to talk to first? We're going to go to you, Lance, because I think you have the least amount of actual geek cred stuff to talk about at the moment, right? Well, you mean as pertains to time travel or in general? Just, just geek cred, whatever. Yeah, well, geek cred in general, you know, I've, I've, I've been a geek all my life, started uh, mainly by reading science fiction and horror books, um, got into comics really big around ju- junior high um, actually throughout high school and, uh, in college, I actually was a comic book dealer doing the, uh, sh- uh, show circuit. So I went to the conventions, um, also kind of got into, uh, science fiction movies and horror movies early in life. Um, anything having to do with, uh, you know, with, with sci-fi horror, anything out there, uh, you know, was all over that. Anything having to do with comic book characters, um, as pertains to time travel, uh, I've always enjoyed watching time travel movies and reading any books about it and thinking about all of the problems that true time travel could create. So, you know, I guess that's it. Thank you very much there, Lance. Uh, Dan, what is your geek cred? Uh, specifically in regards to time travel, uh, when I was six or seven went to a neighbor's uh, garage sale and they had the DV or VHS box set with the three back to the future movies and an extra tape of special features. And that kind of became a pseudo Bible for me to grow up with. Um, just watching those movies at least on a monthly basis. And they're still awesome. I now have the DVD collection and I'm contemplating the Blu-ray collection because I'm a Blu-ray snob now. Uh, yeah, that should do it. Podcast. <coughs> uh, oh yeah, and I do podcasts like Geek Fights, but more specifically, I do a podcast about the '90s Canadian cartoon reboot, which is is pretty fucking nerdy. Um, and also have one on called Rogue Arrow Podcast about the CW show Arrow, and also a movie review podcast called The Cinemasters. Lots of podcasting. And the person who jumped in last minute, uh, but I can hear him drawing in the background sometimes. Amin Amat. Hello. Yeah. Uh, wait, sorry, because I am drawing actually right now. Um, yeah. Something, uh, something, comic book artist. Uh, did stuff for Moonstone. I'm working, doing stuff for Zenoscope Books right now. Um, I got something else with some other people. 
I got a creator-owned project that's almost done. I'm hoping to get that done and submit it to Comixology within the next like 45 days. So hopefully by New York Comic Con, it should be out and ready to buy. Um, and other than that, yeah, I just I like to read a lot when I have a time and book sci-fi specifically, nanobytes and uh, I don't know a lot of coffee, sci-fi coffee. I love it. It's awesome. Tell your friends. Vaginal bleeding. All right, let's get back into the fights. Mike, this one is yours. It is Midnight in Paris versus Doc Brown. Ooh, this is tough. Um, do I go for the young upstart? Do I go for the iconic time travel character? Hmm. God, this stuff. You know what? Strangely... Uh, you know, I gotta go with my heart and go with Doc Brown. I want to go. I want to vote for Midnight in Paris because it's it's an unusual choice here, um, and uh, and certainly Back to the Future gets tons and tons of love from us and various other people. But that is because it deserves it, and one of the reasons it deserves it, I think, the main reason it deserves it is Doc Brown. Uh, vote for Doc Brown, Dan. One point twenty-one gigawatts. <laughs> uh, vote for Midnight in Paris, Lance. Uh, Midnight in Paris uh, again was a real treat, uh, a big surprise, and, and and much better than than I thought it had any right to be. Um, but Doc Brown is just um, you know I mean when you when you think of, of of the modern era of time travel entertainment, you've got to think about this crazy character. I mean, so nuts and so so out there that you know he he might actually be able to to make it work. Uh, and, and I think he comes across really well. Christopher Lloyd does a great job acting the part. And, you know, plus he's uh, he's got a lot more time travel under his belt, you know, quite frankly, because he's got, you know, the three movies and, and who knows what else he's done. So uh, definitely go for Doc Brown. Uh, Midnight in Paris because Doc Brown's already won. Uh, mean. Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's more about who has more points on their frequent time traveler card. And Doc Brown definitely has more than, what was that guy's name from, from Midnight in Paris? Uh, whatever his name was. I forgot. Even though I watched the movie frequent a lot because in, in HD, it looks awesome. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Doc Brown. I mean, the fact that, Fixing the frame over his toilet, he slips, hits his head on it, and that's when he comes up with the flux capacitor, which is what makes time travel possible. Um, that is, that's a genius right there. Um, so yeah, plus the fact that he uh, that he swindled a bunch of Iranians with uh, pinball machine parts. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, yeah, Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Dan, this one is yours. It is Terminator versus Star Trek 09. This is a tough one. Two big kind of juggernauts of movies. Uh, Terminator's kind of more well-known for being a time travel movie than Star Trek is. However, I think they utilized the time travel much better in Star Trek because not only did, did it cause a great story to come out of it, but they continued 
uh, entire series without pissing off every single person who was a fan. I mean, they pissed off a lot of people, I'm sure, but not every single person. So, Star Trek. Uh, vote for Star Trek. Lance. Yeah, pretty pretty tough fight. Um, yeah, the new Star Trek uh, film was, was excellent. It did a lot to reinvigorate the series. Um, but, you know, I think when you're looking at time travel and I think when you're looking at the, 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 the big picture, the epic scope of what the ongoing Terminator franchise, you know, was and continues to be and I'm sure still will be in the future. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying Trek isn't, but obviously that was a reboot. And when we're talking Terminator, I'm, I'm visualizing the entire series from the first movie, uh, you know, all the way up through the, the TV series, the comics, etc. Um, so I think just for longevity at this point, I'm going to go with uh, with Terminator versus um, the way I'm looking at it, which is looking at it as a just a single movie. A uh, vote for Terminator. See, that's what I have to do. If you look at him as a single movie, Terminator is a perfect time travel movie. They travel back in time. He fucks her. She gets pregnant. They kill the Terminator. Movie ends. Time problems end. The time problems come in in Terminator 2. Then get actually get fixed in Terminator 3. Uh, there's no time travel at all in Terminator 4. And then they time travel a bit in the Seracano Chronicles. Uh, but Terminator itself is an excellent time travel movie. Two guys travel from the future into the past, and they don't ever go back to their future. That's always where the problem comes in, is traveling back to your future, where, where time travel problems come in. But uh, yeah, I like the Terminator a lot. I like Star Trek 09 a lot. I saw it way more than I've ever seen the Terminator, but I'm, I'm on time travel alone, I'm voting for Terminator. I mean... That's a that's a pretty good argument, Damon. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we were just to take the one Terminator movie, I think it would, it would be perfect because you know the second one just creates more of a paradox, or at least we're in the middle of a paradox that could be created. Um, then again, with some of the other movies, it's kind of wish that paradox would have happened and everything would have been destroyed. Uh, although in the comics, though, the concepts were a little bit were different a little bit more clear they kind of were a little bit more aware of the paradoxes and making things a little bit making more sense uh, even the robocop versus terminator uh, series which i thought was actually probably one of the best things i've ever read for the both franchises uh but in this this particular case though hmm, i'm gonna do star trek on nine only because it creates a parad a new paradox that happens the Fix the continuity just for new viewers, but it made sense. Everyone kind of pretty much accepted it, and now we're off to new stuff. And yet now it's kind of weird because everyone's thinking out that this guy is Khan, but he's not, or maybe he is, but we don't know. But it's time travel. What the fuck? Anyway, but uh, Star Trek 09. Uh, vote for 09 Star Trek. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one is going to take the win? Uh, I'm going to vote for the Terminator because uh, it is uh, very much a time travel movie. Whereas uh, Star Trek 09, uh, I would put forth the idea that it is not actually even a time travel movie. That uh, um, the Narada and Spock do not travel backwards through time, but in fact travel 
to an already existing alternate universe. They don't create the alternate timeline. They simply move into an alternate timeline uh, because I think the changes that are brought about uh, are more than would, would happen just due to the uh, events of the Narada. There certainly seem to be differences even uh, at that point. Um, changes to the Klingons, changes to the way the characters behave. Uh, I think it's actually more akin to some sort of mirror universe where they're not evil, but things are very similar. And that could just as easily be a mirror universe where time has happened a little bit later, for all we know. Uh, so because of the possibilities of it not being a true time travel movie, uh, I am going to vote for Terminator. A uh, vote for Terminator. And Terminator moves on into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Lance, this one is yours. It is the single electron hypothesis uh, hypothesis versus primer. This is a pretty interesting one um, because I, I would consider both of these pretty um, technically probable, if, if not probable, at least highly possible. Um, primer, again, presented in a very realistic way. Um, in, in other words, when I was watching that movie, I could almost visualize that that this was really happening, that this could really happen. It just didn't seem outlandish at all. Um, it seemed to make perfect sense the way the time travel came about. Uh, the hypothesis to me makes perfect sense. Um, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, that that's something that uh, I guess it hasn't been disproven um, up to this point. And I guess it's something that um, I, I'm not sure if it could be proven or disproven. Um, but it's just as likely as any other hypothesis. So I like both. Um, I think I'll, uh, I'll vote for the hypothesis to move it forward. Um, you know, as there's already a number of films on the list here. Uh, vote for the single electron hypotheses. I will also vote for that because I can't say it. Amin? Um, hmm. You know, I don't know. <laughs> what's what's the what, who's winning? Uh, single electron hypothesis. Yeah, let's go with that. That sounds pretty cool. Mike, uh, I would vote for the single electron hypothesis for uh, two reasons. Uh, reason number one, um, even though I did like Primer quite a bit, like I, I said before, I really don't remember the details of it very well. And the single electron hypothesis I read, it was a short story uh, featuring a character called Dr. Watchstop, I believe, in an issue of Epic Illustrated sometime in uh, the 1980s. Um, I don't remember anything else on the issue. It was, it was, like I said, it was a short story. It's been only a few pages long. And somehow that idea, when I read it there, uh, just stuck with me uh, indelibly all of these years. I still remember that. I remember what the character looks like. I remember the plot of this uh, quick little funny story. It all hinges on one joke. Um, uh, whereas Primer didn't really leave as, as strong an impact, even though I did remember liking it. I remember the tightness of the time travel. Uh, so I thought that was a, an interesting uh, idea. Um, but uh, again, it didn't really leave a lot with me. And the single electron hypothesis nowadays, when I think of it, it actually reminds me of Marvin from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where he travels to the end of the universe and the beginning of time so many times that he's ultimately, you know, a few billion years or 10 times older than, than the universe. And actually, if that was happening, there would be multiple Marvins 
in that universe as well. So because Marvin actually uh, lives out the single electron hypothesis, uh, I'm going to vote for it for that reason as well. Uh, vote for the single electron hypothesis. Is it a clean sweep, Dan? No, but it, it should be. I just really like Primer and thinks it needs a vote. So pseudo pity vote for Primer, but also actual vote for Primer. It's not pseudo. That was a pity vote. You're a pity vote voter. Doesn't matter. Single electron hypothesis is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is the TARDIS versus the time machine by HG Wells. Um, I know the TARDIS is probably going to win, but I'm going to vote for the time machine. I mean, man, 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 this is going to be my reasoning. The HG Wells that's in the time machine is the same H.G. Wells that we see in Warehouse 13. In that case, then hell yeah, it'll be the time machine. I love I love that H.G. Wells. So I'm going to go with the TARDIS. A vote for the TARDIS. Mike? I will also vote for the TARDIS. Uh, certainly, while the Formby corollary does work again, once you introduce time travel into the equation, it's entirely possible that H.G. Wells saw the TARDIS and wrote the time machine because of it. Uh, if that has not happened and it somehow does happen on uh, Doctor Who, uh, I will be filing a lawsuit. Um, unless, of course, they went back in time and made me think of that You by using the TARDIS. This is getting complicated, um, but I'm voting for the TARDIS. A vote for the TARDIS. Dan? Well, H.G. Wells wrote a book called The Chronic Argonauts a couple years before he wrote The Time Machine. So I'm going to have to vote for the TARDIS because I don't think the Formby corollary holds up for the time machine. A vote for the TARDIS. Although I will ask you, what was the the title of that book? Chronic Argonauts. Oh, oh, really? And how how many how many people actually have ever heard of that before today? When you just said that, probably two. Okay, then uh, I think the cor- corollary still holds up because there's time travel stories before the time machine too. But this is the most iconic one, uh, Lance. <laughs> that uh, that sounds like that would be a pretty good name for a rap group, actually. Um, I'm surprised they haven't. No one's used that one yet. Um, Dibs. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tardis or H.G. Wells' classic novel, The Time Machine. Um, with all due respect to The Time Machine, and I and I did certainly give it a respect vote in the in the last round because I was certainly. Uh, more influenced in my life by Back to the Future and the and the series of Back to the Future films than the Time Machine. Um, and again, not a big Doctor Who fan, but just the concept uh, of the TARDIS. And, and if I understand it correctly, um, the reason that it looks like a police box, uh, emergency call box from the outside, is because I understand that it can it can make itself look like anything to fit into whatever. Uh, uh, space and time it's currently occupying at that time so it doesn't look out of place 
Um, man, who wouldn't want something like that? And then, of course, you see the inside of it, and you see how how cool it is and how spacious it is. And on the outside, it just just looks like basically a you know police emergency call box uh, in London. And I, I I guess that particular TARDIS got stuck in 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 that particular look for for one reason or the other, which I guess is kind of a funny aside there. But um, I don't know. I I sure would love to own a TARDIS. I know that. And the TARDIS is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh, mean, this one is yours. It is time after time versus twelve monkeys. Oh man! Oh jeez. Jack the Ripper versus Gilliam. Um, hmm. I I'm just gonna go with twelve monkeys, and I, and it's probably gonna be more. I think twelve monkeys is standing up better as time has gone by. Well, time after time, I, maybe it needs a few fixes here and there, uh, but I think it's just mostly based off what they use to film it. Um, but wait a minute, you know what? But time after time, this a little bit more substance. Ooh, uh, fuck it. You know what? I'm just gonna go with time after time. That's Jack the Ripper, after all. You know, you gotta gotta give uh, respect where it's due. Uh, vote for time after time, Mike. This uh, this is really tough. I mean, certainly, time after time has got two uh, two great actors and uh, David Warner and Malcolm McDowell. But Twelve Monkeys has two great actors and uh, Bruce Willis and uh, shit. What what the hell is his name? Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe. <laughs> um, and and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Uh, you've got a great um director Terry Gilliam. But you've also got, uh, I believe, wasn't it Nicholas Meyer who did Time After Time, who certainly has great correct. geek cred with, uh, you know, the the Star Trek movies. Uh, it's also about H.G. Wells. Um, ultimately, both Malcolm McDowell and David Warner have better geek cred. Malcolm McDowell was in Star Trek Generations, yet another time travel movie. David Warner was in Time Bandits, yet another time travel movie directed by Terry Gilliam. So you get Terry Gilliam in there too. So uh, time after time. A vote for time after time. Uh, Dan. That was clearly dizzying intellect, but I think I followed it. So I'm going with time after time. A vote for time after time. Lance. Uh, 12 Monkeys might be the better film, um, you know, if you were to really get down to the technical aspects of, you know, what what makes a film a film. But uh, Time After Time was so damn much fun to watch. Um, and I remember that uh, I was uh, my, my dad was was living in a, in a smaller town and I went to visit him there over a summer and there wasn't too much to do there. Uh, this was a real country town. And uh, if I went out, I tended to get pick, picked on by a lot of the bigger kids and stuff like that. So I probably watched time after time on HBO about, uh, I don't know, at least at least a dozen times over that summer. Um, you know, and I've gone back and watched it again. And I think it does hold up really well. And I do think that the uh, I, I do think Malcolm McDowell's over the top performance is perfect. Uh, I think I think David Warner is just kind of like your, you know, your typical villain whether it's this or tron or, or any of the other stuff that he's in he's just he just really 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 carries the part well 
Um, so, uh, oh man, I had so much more fun at time after time. I wanted to love 12 monkeys a lot more than I did at the end of the day. Uh, so I'm going to vote for uh, time after time, uh, vote for time after time. I'm going to give 12 monkeys a vote because time after time does not deserve a clean sweep. Time after time is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is frequently asked questions about time travel versus Superman turning back time. If I could turn back time. Uh, Okay, well, there's there's some outro music possibility there. Um, I uh, I agree. I would actually like to see this frequently uh, asked questions about time travel, um, but I haven't. Even though it sounds great, I have seen Superman. It's one of my uh, favorite movies of all time. Uh, this is our six months of Superman. We're going to be doing uh, a commentary on Superman the movie, um, and uh you know people kind of forget that time travel has classically been a big part of the superman mythology i mean certainly the legion of superheroes is superman traveling through time uh throughout the silver age up until today there have been plenty of stories about superman traveling through time it's it's a classic superman story um and that ending of superman turning back time was was the original ending for superman 2 uh they were going to make that and so it wasn't going to be him turning back time to save Lois, it was turning back time to basically reverse the uh, tremendous damage uh, done by his decision to give up his powers and let the three uh, villains uh, go on. But somehow making it more just about saving one person really makes it uh, somehow more powerful and uh, and more more emotional. Um, and yeah, he probably could have done it. For all we know, maybe he did it all the time. I don't know if it's, if it's not that tough, why the hell not? We found out in Superman four that he would kiss Lois and make her forget shit all the time. A vote for Superman doing time travel. Dan. Did I mention that in frequently asked questions about time travel, the time leak that the lady from the future is trying to fix is located in the bathroom. So every time they go to take a piss, they end up in a different time period. And at one point, one guy runs in there. And then just as the other two are about to follow him, he pops out of the other time leak in the women's bathroom and says, don't go in there. And at this point, he's covered in shit, has a full beard, like he's been spent a long time somewhere else. Just a fantastic movie. I can't vote against it. Frequently asked questions about time travel. Lance. Enough said. Uh, vote for frequently asked questions about time travel. <laughs> oh, no. I know, I know. Uh, a vote for Superman. I, too, will be voting for Superman. Amin? Yeah, you call? Superman turning back time or frequently asked questions about time travel. Where is <laughs> your vote going? Mind uh, you, Superman has already won. So why, why even ask me, then, if it's already won? I'm just asking because it's a fixed point in you time. You could sway someone's vote. You could sway somebody. It's a fixed point in time. It doesn't matter what I choose. It's still going to happen. I can still go back in time 10 minutes from now and it's still Superman's going to win. So you see? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? 
Superman. Why not? You know, they, everyone's made pretty good arguments about it. Uh, I'm going to have to check out the other movie because that sounds pretty funny. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, Superman did turn everything back in time. And uh, oh, oh, and side note, Chick- Robot Chicken did explore that whole kiss and forget scenario. That was actually pretty funny. Anyhow, but yeah, Superman. If I could turn back time, Superman takes a win. Damn, this next fight is yours. It's Quantum Leap versus John Titor. Right. Uh, Quantum Leap. Uh, vote for Quantum Leap, Lance. Captain Archer. Another vote for Quantum Leap. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's it, he time travels every single episode, not every season. Every episode. And, and it, it's actually one of the last few um, shows that I can recall on TV. I know they come back every now and again. Uh, actually, no, it did have an overall timeline by the end. But it, it was still uh, one of those uh, not, what is it? It's serial? It's not serialized. What's the other, what's the other form of television show, Mike? Episodic. Episodic. Thank you. Where you could watch any episode in any order and it didn't matter. Uh, it's not going to mess you up at all. Uh, you you just pop in like, oh hey, he's here uh, because he traveled through time. His it, and you didn't really know how old he was. There was nothing that really changed for him until he got the girlfriend that traveled through time. That was weird. But uh, yeah, I'm going quantum leap. I mean, is this fucking shit? Okay, yeah, got it. All right, uh, quantum leap. I think. Uh... I never really got into it that much, but my brother loved it. I'm talking orgasmic. Um, and I, that kind of thought was a little bit disturbing, but then I sat down for an episode and watched it, and I was like, you know, didn't find it orgasmic, but the concept behind it was actually pretty cool. I was also a big fan of the fact that you didn't have to watch every single episode to know what the hell was going on. So even if you stopped watching now, you can come back a little bit later and it would still make sense, you know. Um, I did, however, miss out on that last episode, which I'm going to have to now dig around Netflix for it because I did. I always wanted to know what, what how that ended. Um, but you know, because it makes sense, and, and for and a, a shout out to my bro, I'm going to pick uh, Quantum Leap. Another vote for Quantum Leap. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, even though, like I said, I'm not a big fan, I do know, uh, all about it. Um, it is certainly a, one of, one of the, uh, the big gun sci-fi TV shows. Uh, John Teeter is a, an asterisk, uh, a footnote in, uh, in the history of the internet. Um, it's kind of neat. It's kind of fun. If he had like been predicting real things and they actually all panned out, and then, uh, you know, there was some serious question as to whether or not he was from the future. It might be different. But since this was, was pretty clearly a prank, or if he was from the future, he he really, you know, the whole, oh, well, me coming back here changed everything. That kind of adds a layer of, of bullshit to it. That even if it was true, uh, it's almost unfortunate because, uh, you know, he really he, he really screwed through. I mean, come on, you couldn't predict anything. Not even one thing that's, uh, that's consistent. Uh, I'm not buying it. So, quantum leap. And Quantum Leap takes the win. We're on to our next fight. Lance, this one is yours. It's our one-way travel through time versus Bill and Ted. 
Uh, yeah, I like the, I like the concept of uh, of our one way travel through time because it's it's real, it's happening. No matter you know, no matter what, it, it's something that that is true time travel, whether it's the way we think it is or whether it's uh, something completely different. Um, and so I think that concept is really cool. I really do um, really do love the Bill and Ted uh, movies. I really am excited about the concept of uh, of another one possibly coming out. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, but I think that um, I think that I am going to probably vote for the one way travel through time uh, just for the concept itself. Um, you know, I don't I don't know about uh, I don't know if anyone else uh, on the panel here has ever gone through something like this. But if you've ever thought something uh, happened a certain way and something in the back of your mind is telling, you know, that, you know, that that is what you remember. And that's what people are saying are saying is what happened. But you don't quite remember it that way, and you wonder, is that just faulty memory, or, or is that possibly that something was altered or changed? You know, I think it's very possible that things are being altered and changed all the time around us, and we just don't know about it. Um, you know, personally, I, I, I believe that, there, that it's possible that there's stuff going on um, back and forth, and we're not just in a linear, uh, one-way travel through time. Um, but I, I will vote for that uh, to keep the concept uh, moving forward to talk about it some more. Really? Hmm. So Lance is crazy, but I agree with him. So I'm going to vote for our one-way travel through time. But I agree in a completely different way. Amin? Yeah, yeah that's a good argument. Um, so I'm going to also vote for the one-way travel through time. Mike? Um, the problem with the one-way travel through time is it very possibly is not actually true. Um, friend of the show, Stephen Hawking, some years ago wrote a book called uh, A Brief History of Time, in which he explains that there are three kinds of time. There is absolute time, there is thermodynamic time, and there is psychological time. Now, absolute time... Mm is what happens is, is the true time. And we know uh, scientifically that uh, subatomic particles can travel backwards in time and do travel backwards in time. Um, we can recreate this uh, scientifically. We can re recreate it in a lab. It is the fundamental uh, heart of the single electron proof because we know uh, because of, of relativity and more precisely quantum mechanics uh, that a an atom or an electron or subatomic sub sub particles can reverse in time uh, quite freely and easily. But uh, the second law of thermodynamics means that uh, entropy cannot reverse in time. And psychological time uh, is built on entropy because the amount dissipated, uh, energy dissipated as we move through time uh, cannot uh, sort of be undone. But it is theoretically possible that the atoms in our body, because they can travel back in time, could all simultaneously travel back in time as a group. But what would happen is the thermodynamic time would have to reverse as well. So we would unlearn all the things we have learned. We would reverse in age. So I right now could have traveled back in time from the future. I just wouldn't know it because I would lose all of my memories and all of the experiences that happened. So scientifically speaking, we can be traveling back in time uh, constantly without realizing it at all. And some would even suggest that deja vu is an instance where some small memory of the future 
of, of you experiencing this in the future does happen. You can't change the past because you're unlearning things. So it just keeps moving back and forth in the exact same way. So because it is entirely possible that the one way journey through time is just an illusion, uh, is a trick that we play upon ourselves. Um, I can't vote for it. I wasn't paying any attention to you. What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) A vote for Bill and Ted. Uh, Dan. Excellent. Also a vote for Bill and Ted. But our one way travel through time is moving forward. We're on to our next fight. It's for the first spot in the final four. It is Doc Brown versus Terminator. Um, hmm. Which way am I going to go? Doc Brown or Terminator? Doc Brown or Terminator? Doc Brown does a lot more time traveling. I don't care about paradoxes at this point. He, he tra- time travels way more than the Terminator. Uh, so I'm going to go with Doc Brown. Uh, mean. Yeah, I think that it's going to be Doc Brown. Because even if Doc Brown and the Terminator happen to be in the same timeline, Doc Brown would still figure out a way to swindle the Terminator and then deliver the T-00, which is made out of pinball machine parts, which doesn't work. But Doc would still be able to, to, to save the world. So, uh, Doc Brown. And Doc, Doc Brown takes another point. Mike. I'm going to vote for the Terminator. You said it repeatedly earlier, Damon. The Terminator is a... Uh, is a, a an accurate and correct time travel movie, and not just in that there's no paradoxes. It is actually um, a, I guess, arguably the predestination paradox movie, where it's not only that do they not screw things up, but they have to. If the Terminators do not send a Terminator back in time, then uh, Kyle Reese does not go back in time. John Connor do, is never born. And then the Terminators don't need to send someone back. So by attempting to prevent John Connor's birth, the Terminators, in fact, guarantee John Connor's birth, which means the entire thing is a closed loop predestination. So uh, because of that, because the Terminators actually attempt to use time travel and it works against them uh, because uh, you cannot change the past uh, or you will get the uh, get the temporal paradox. Uh, because that's so tight and so correct and it works so well. And yeah, Doc Brown, it's got uh, paradoxes all over the place. Uh, actually, none of the time traveler time travel works conceptually in uh, the Back to the Future movies. Uh, as soon as the past would be changed uh, by Marty going back, he would disappear. It would not be a fading out sort of thing. That 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 kind of only that that happens, you know, for for the movie's dramatic purposes. But in terms of actual uh, time travel, that just that just would not work. A vote for the Terminator. And Dan. Uh, yeah, I think Doc Brown would still be able to figure a way to make the Terminator not be alive anymore. Long way to say that the term or Doc Brown is better. His his science might not be perfect per se. <laughs> but it, it's it's 
its brilliance and it came off of a head injury, which might make him crazy, but it's still awesome. A vote for Doc Brown and Lance. Uh, yes, this this one's uh, this one's a very interesting matchup for 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 a number of reasons, and also Damon, I I, dis- I disagree with you on one thing. I, I know you 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 said the Terminator film was a perfect movie, and I do agree with you on that. Uh, but I actually really really enjoyed uh, Terminator Two. I thought it was really well done, and and I really thought it was it, it was very clever. Um, you know, the way that they, they did introduce the paradoxes of the scientists uh, finding the, the stuff from the future and, and being able to build things that leads to the downfall of man with, with what they found that came back from the future. Sometimes I even kind of think that about some of these cell phones and my iPhone and, and things. I, I wonder if that technology didn't somehow come, come backwards somehow or come from a different, uh, you know, from a different planet. Um, but you know, I think that, uh, at the end of the day, Doc Brown has got that X factor going for him. Uh, again, that kind of Rube Goldberg effect of, of being able to, um, you know, kind of out MacGyver MacGyver and, and, and put a couple of things together and make a working time machine or what, or whatever he needs to make. And if it came down to a physical fight, I mean, you might look at Arnold and think that he would just, you know, mop the floor with, with old Doc Brown, but uh, I guarantee you that guy's crazy as a fox, and he'll he'll find a way to take him out. So I'll definitely uh, definitely go for Doc. A vote for Doc Brown, and Doc Brown is in the final four. We are on to our next fight. Amin, this one is yours. It is the single electron theory versus the TARDIS. Oh man, that's that's <sighs> it, TARDIS. You know. Um... I think the whole concept of that vehicle, probably what's going to help it get to the very end for this particular fight. It's also a well-conceived concept to pretty much fill in a lot of different plot holes that the Doctor Who universe or storylines create. Now, not necessarily does it mean that it fills in every pothole, plot hole, not pothole, but I guess whatever, um... But it's pretty pretty cool regardless, though. So I am going to go with the TARDIS. And if I can mute this damn... I'll vote for the TARDIS. <laughs> uh, Mike? Um, hmm. I... To the best of my knowledge, the single electron proof has not been a vehicle for cute chicks. And the TARDIS has. So, TARDIS. Another vote for the TARDIS. Damn. Uh, that's a very strong point, Mike. I don't know if I could uh, argue against that. Another vote for Vagina. Another vote for the TARDIS. Uh, Lance. You know, vaginas are also bigger on the inside. Ayo. Or at least they feel that way. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's some pretty good, pretty good logic. Pretty good logic for the TARDIS there, for sure. Um, you know, and the, and the fact that I've, that I've been voting for the, for the TARDIS, uh, you know, all, all the way up through now and don't even watch Doctor Who. I mean, just kind of goes to show you how, how iconic 
that particular uh, machine is and you know how how prolific it is in pop culture and everybody knows what a TARDIS is. Um, but I'm going to, I will vote for the hypothesis here. I know it's not going to go through, but I just think it's a very interesting concept and really kind of makes you think. So I'll, I'll throw a vote that way. Another vote for that thing that you do. And, uh, yeah. I'm what the hell is that? Are you driving somebody? Who? What? <laughs> Oh, that's that's my dog drinking water. Hold on. Yeah. Turn on the meat. <laughs> that was, you, no. like doing a geek fight and waterboarding somebody at the same time. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was waterboarding somebody. But yeah, uh, uh, I guess I will uh, I'll vote for the TARDIS. But only because of all the vagina. And hopefully it's not bigger on the inside, Mike. Hopefully it's nice and small. And Anyway. Anyway, let's let's get less creepy. I fucked a tomato. Uh, the TARDIS is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Was the tomato bigger on the inside? No, no. I, I, actually, it wasn't. Uh, Mike, this fight is yours. It is time after time versus Superman. Hmm. Hmm. God, this is tough. Uh, I I love Superman. The turning back the world was great. Um. But in the end, that is just a piece of the Superman movie. Um, it was not even the heart of the Superman movie. Uh, he has to defy his daddy to do it. And then he defies his daddy again, and the criminals kind of wipe everybody out. So, you know, maybe you should listen to Jarrell. Uh, time after time, it's actually got time in the title twice. Uh, once and then again after time. Uh, it's got ge- great geek cred. It's all about time travel. Um, it's even got HG Wells. So there's, you know, kind of brings it back to the time machine. So yeah, there's just a whole lot of time in time after time. So I take it that was a vote for time after time. Um, Dan? Uh, I got a spite vote against Superman, even though I knew that frequently asked questions about time travel wasn't going to make it very far. Uh, I still got a spite vote against Superman for that. A vote against Superman. Uh, Lance. Yeah, th- uh, a little bit, little bit tough here. Uh, that, um, wow, man, that feeling that I got when I was watching the super- Superman film in the, in the movie theater uh, in fact, we went we went to watch it about three times, I think, uh, my dad and I. And I, I just – that one scene where he was spinning back the world just really, for some reason, um, continues to resonate with me. I, I know it wasn't the most important plot point of the film, but um, I really did enjoy that. I thought it was really neat the way that they did it. Um, you know, and obviously you know, that, that particular Superman film, in my opinion, continues to be the best one yet. I'm, I'm really hopeful for the – for the new one coming out, um, you know, but at the same time, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful, but I'm not, uh, you know, too, too optimistic about it, that it's going to be better than this one. Cause it was such a great movie. Um, but, but time after time, um, again, I, I would say one of my favorite time travel movies ever, and it's got a lot of stuff going for it, you know, between the, the acting and the directing, uh, the plot line, um, of course, a, a, as uh, as Mike said, there is a lot of time and time after time. And 
that's what we're voting on here. So that's what I'm going to vote for. Another vote for time after time. And I too will be voting for Superman. God damn it. What the fuck you people? Superman. He traveled back in time. Superman. Plus he'd win in a physical fight. Plain and simple. <laughs> Amin? Yeah. Cindy Lopper. <laughs> if you love, if you love, if you love, time after time. It's in the final four. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Uh, Dan, this one is yours. It is Quantum Leap versus our one way travel through time, maybe. Uh, I loved Bill and Ted. I'm sad it's gone. I kind of want to spite vote our one way travel through time. But really, if you think about it, the form B corollary applies there in that if our one way travel through time didn't exist, then the time machine never would have been written. And therefore, none of this other stuff would be here. So, yeah, one way travel through time. A uh, vote for the one way travel through time, Lance. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll second that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate, uh, corollary, I guess at that point, quantum leap is awesome. Love the show. Seen every episode. Um, but, uh, I want to see how far we can, we can go with this concept. So I'll vote for uh, one way travel through time. Well, I put it on the list and it ends here for me. Uh, quantum leap is a shit. <laughs> it's a fun show that I can continue to watch. Uh, my one-way travel through time is not fun because you get older and then you start to hurt and then things start to fall and hurt and sag and then, and then you die. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Concept, cool. Uh, Quantum Leap, I like it. It was in the mid-90s. Mid it, it's there. It's, it's, it's a fixed point in time. Okay, Amin. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to vote for Quantum Leap. Amin? You see how the fixed point in time concept actually helps. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, the not quantum leap. That's I think that's an interesting interesting concept, and uh, I'd be interested to see where, where this goes. So yeah, not quantum leap. Another vote against quantum leap, Mike. You know, the title of this is best of time travel. Um, and, and you kind of nailed it, Damon. The one-way travel through time, while important, is not the best of time travel. It's the worst of time travel. It's why we don't have time travel. It's why we have time travel stories and not time travel for real. I think having time travel would be better than not having time travel. And since we don't have time travel because of the one-way travel through time, it is not the best. Finally. Oh, quantum leap. Ah, it hurts. Goes down here. This is the one it should have won. God damn it. Quantum leap does not win our one way travel through time because that's, that's, we've created a fixed point in time. So quantum leap lost. Huh? No, I, apparently not. It's not a fixed point in time. Uh, one way travel through time is in the final four. We've got doc Brown versus the TARDIS and time after time versus, uh, our one way travel through time. Uh, normally, Normally, I would do the uh, Doc Brown versus the TARDIS, but uh, Doc Brown versus the TARDIS is clearly what the winner's going to come out of there. 
So let, let's do let's do this other fight first. Let's do time after time versus our one way travel through time. Uh, Lance, that fight is yours. Uh, time after time. Time after time. Um, spike vote. Time after time. I mean. Did you know that Sandy Lopper was looking pretty fine in that video? And I didn't, I totally forgotten about that when I saw that the other day. So yeah, I, I'm going to go with the eternal hotness that is Cindy Lopper. Uh, well, not eternal, but at least in the fixed point in time she was. <laughs> time after time. Uh, Mike. Uh, I will also vote for time after time. Uh, one, I, I, uh, actually, the song would make great outro music. Um, that song was actually on an episode of the community recently, which, uh, is even more, I mean, this, it's just building steam here. Uh, the ultimate expression of our one way travel through time is our death, the death of our world, our solar system, our galaxy, our universe. It is ultimately an expression of, of desolation and nothingness. That is not the best of anything except desolation and nothingness. <laughs> so it has to be time after time. And Dan. Screw Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Quiet drive all the way. Uh, yeah, but Cindy Lauper's version is way better. Right. Time after time in the finals, going up against either Doc Brown or the TARDIS. Um, yeah, Doc Brown. It's it's kind of funny because they're very, 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 very similar. Because Doc Brown is what uh, basically put a generation of Americans into time travel is awesome and cool. Let's do time travel stuff. And, uh, well, the TARDIS has been doing it for 50 years. Uh, it, it, it has longevity on Doc Brown, but I'm also not British. Um, I'm going to go with Doc Brown because I like him better. America! Uh, me? Doc Brown. There's, there's no way around it. You know, he could get into a TARDIS, fix it, turn it into an even better DeLorean, and not only that, but he still he will be picking up tricks in the DeLorean. That's actually a TARDIS. So come on, there you go. There, it's done. It's done. Fixed point in time. It's settled. Doc Brown, America. Uh, Mike. Um, this is this is really tough. Um, I love Back to the Future. Uh, TARDIS has a greater geek cred. Uh, it has been around much, much longer. Actually, the TARDIS is arguably a fixed point in Doctor Who because the doctors keep changing, but the TARDIS remains. Um, although it evolves and it's evolved greatly, it now has a garage. Uh, but uh, Doc Brown is American, very American. Um, unless Christopher Lloyd is Canadian, that's a possibility, but I don't know that for sure. And Michael J. Fox is a Canadian. Ooh, that's that that hurts. Michael J. Fox is not Doc Brown. I will vote for I will vote for Doc Brown because on YouTube there was a really awesome video 
about a woman who built her own TARDIS that she could assemble and disassemble so she could like put it in rooms. And it was really awesome. And we invited her on the show and that bitch didn't show. So fuck her and fuck the TARDIS. USA, Doc Brown. And he is an American. I'll vote for... Although she Doc. probably didn't show because she was afraid Ellen was going to try to fuck her. Yeah. Fuck her, rape her. There's a difference. I'll vote for Doc Brown. Uh, Dan? From what I've seen of classic Doctor Who, it does not hold up nearly as well as Back to the Future does. While new Doctor Who is good... Back to the Future is eternal. Doc Brown all the way. Another vote for Doc Brown and Lance. I will vote for the TARDIS here. Uh, Doc Brown is 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 cool. Um, the Back to the Future mythos and Back to the Future films are great. But, uh, you know, we do have to kind of think about, you know, the big picture here and, and staying power and how long how long something's been around not only that but conceptually you know what that represents i mean this particular tardis at least my understanding is this particular tardis is only one of many and this it, this particular tardis just happened to you know get get stuck looking like a police uh, emergency call box um, but the concept goes a lot deeper and um you know, I think that that uh, Doc Brown's a really cool character, and I think that you know, obviously he could he could make something from nothing, um, you know, and make and make it work just because he's he he's so brilliant. He appears crazy to us, um, but I am going to give it to the TARDIS on this one because I think that uh, I think that that's probably a much larger concept and and has a lot more to do with time travel in the big picture and not just around uh, Earth. A vote for the TARDIS, but Doc Brown is in the finals. We've got Doc Brown versus time after time. I'm going to have to look up the lyrics for that. I mean, this fight is yours. It is Doc Brown versus time after time. (sighs) Hmm. A movie versus a character. Whoa. Yeah, they do have something both in common because they both do have crazy hair. If you introduce the Cindy Lauper factor into it, and though she looks more colorful, uh, I, I think more Doc Brown because let's, let's face it, the guy has a black card for his frequent uh, time travel card membership, and uh, plus, you know, he he built the time machine with style. You know, he, he, he not only did he build it. But he figured, you know what? If I'm going to build it, let me do it with some style. And so he picked a DeLorean. Not bad. Not bad. I, yeah, yeah, I have to give him credit. So I'm going to go with Doc Brown. Uh, vote for Doc Brown. Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for time after time. I love Doc Brown. Um, but uh, ultimately, he uh, he wound up in the Old West. I'm not a fan of Westerns. He wound up with Mary Steenburgen. I'm not a fan of her. Uh, he was in three, uh, two great movies, but one great movie, one good movie, one movie that I'm not a big fan of. Uh, didn't they do an animated series too? I never watched that. Yeah, I believe Um, they did. Yeah. But time after time, in addition to the song, we've mentioned the incredible geek cred that's got Nicholas Meyer who directed not only Star Trek two and Star Trek six, but he wrote 
the present, the time travel part of Star Trek IV. Uh, you know, we've mentioned David Warner uh, and, and his connection to Time Bandits, Malcolm McDowell. There's a, there, there's a lot of fucking Star Trek in Time After Time, in addition to being a great time travel movie. Um, even the premise of H.G. Wells chasing Jack the Ripper uh, ties into his history, which is also about time. Um, I would like them to do a, a prequel before time after time. Uh, so yeah, time after time. Uh, vote for time after time. Uh, Dan. Time after time follows HG Wells, but Doc Brown, his one of his favorite authors is Jules Verne. So this comes down to a battle between H.G. Wells and Jules Verne to me. I've read a lot more Jules Verne novels. I like them better than what I've read of H.G. Wells. So I'm going to have to go with Doc Brown. Also, you could use Power of Love as an outro, as opposed to Time After Time. A vote for Doc Brown. I will not play Huey Lewis. I love Huey Lewis. Uh, then Lance? use Double Back by ZZ Top. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah. Th- this one's actually the, this one's come down to a pretty good, pretty good final fight. There's there's no itchy here. That's for sure. Um, yeah, Doc Doc Brown. I mean, what what can you say about the guy? You know, he's he's an absolute genius. Uh, the movies were great. They were a big part of of my growing up, and I'm sure you know. I'm sure uh, same for a lot of you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, time after time again. Um, and the, and the more I'm thinking back about it now and remembering it, and I haven't, I, I probably haven't seen it in about 10 years or so. Um, but the more I'm thinking, thinking back it, you know, there was really a lot to that movie and it really did pull in a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of true historical characters and it did use a, you know, a, a, obviously a fictional, uh, timeline and a fictional story to do it. Um, but I thought that, um, you know, the acting, the acting was really good in it. I thought that the, that, that the, that the plot was well-written and moved ahead super well. Um, now, now one thing, Mike, I will tell you, Mary Steenburgen was in that also. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't think you're going to get away, be able to get away from that aspect on, on this particular geek fight. Um, cause she's tied to both of these finals, but, um, yeah, I really, uh, I, I'm going to go more toward time after time for sure here. I, I love Doc Brown. Don't get me wrong. Love back to the future. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, let me put it to you this way. What, what I really want to do more than anything, um, uh, when we get finished with this podcast is go and see if, if that's available on Netflix streaming or if not, uh, see how quickly I can get the disc in. Cause I've, gotten so excited talking about it again and, and, and remembering the movie that I really want to go back and see it. So. Uh, definitely vote for time after time. Uh, vote for time after time. It is all tied up. It comes down to me. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Voting for Doc Brown. <laughs> I'm not going to vote for time after time. <laughs> I want to sing the song, but I got to vote for Doc Brown. I'm sorry. I love the song. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Doc Brown. Uh I don't give two shits about time after time. I, I, I did I vote for it at all? I may not have. I don't care. Uh, I, I did. I voted for it over uh, the one way travel through time, but that was it. I, I'm voting for Doc Brown because Doc Brown is awesome, and because I do believe he might be a time lord. Uh, because if you remember, 
when Marty goes back in time 30 years to 1955, travels back in time to 1955, Doc Brown looks exactly the same. No, he, he's older in the future. Yeah, barely. Barely. No, because they make that point too. How he well, he's rejuvenates much, himself. Yeah, he's much older in two. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't care. I still think he's a time lord. I'm voting for Doc Brown. Doc Brown is our winner. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Lance? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think that um, that any anyone out there who happens to be a fan of progressive rock, and I think a lot of geeks do tend to be prog rock fans, um, I think you'll, you uh, would be interested to know that there's a pretty cool website out there called The Dividing Line. Uh, it's just simply thedividingline.com, uh, part of the broadcast network that uh, they have about 12 shows on there that you can either download for podcasts or listen in real time. But one of the few places out there you can hear prog rock without commercials and without hearing the same, you know, three or four songs all day long like you hear on most radio stations. Thank you very much. Amin. Um, no, not really. Not yet. I mean, just keep a lookout on aminamotart.com and facebook.com backslash aminamotart. Um, I usually post up a lot of updates. I have a bunch of stuff, but there's no set dates yet. But you never know. You never know because publishing is always a wacky, wacky, wacky world. Um, yeah, but just keep, keep a... Keep an, keep an eye on those sites, and uh, you'll hear all the latest and greatest that I'm doing. And Dan. As I mentioned before... <coughs> uh, excuse me. Started dying for a second. Uh, as I mentioned before, I do a lot of podcasts. Uh, Mainframe Chronicle, a reboot review podcast. Rogue Arrow podcast, a review show of CW's Arrow. And the Cinemasters which is a movie review podcast, and we actually did a full episode on the Back to the Future trilogy. It's episode nine. Um, you can find links to all those podcasts at almppodcasts.blogspot.com. Um, yeah, that's it. We are a part of the Popcast Network, uh, a network of podcasts. Go ahead and check them out at Pop Panels on Pages. Dot com or popcast.com right isn't isn't that what it was mike i think so yes uh but yeah you can check them out there uh special thank goes to uh karen for being our web presence and uh christy and chris mitchell for uh doing stuff on the uh wikipedia page you can be on there too just contact one of them on facebook or you know email us and and we'll get your a whole entry for you up there too uh, and special thanks goes to Mr. Jared Formby uh, for creating his intro, for creating the intros. I know they're his intros. Uh, we love him so much. Uh, you can check him out at www.hatestartrek.net. Uh, also on the Twitters at super underscore Spock. Mike? Uh, you can find me on the Week in Geek video show on YouTube where we preview new comics every week. You can check us out at geekfights.net where we have lists of show ideas. The brackets we mentioned earlier our past episodes, and links to our wiki, our Facebook page, and our Tumblr. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom. Oh, wait, nope. Xbox Live or, yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, we're going to be in Chicago next week. We're going to go to C2E2. We're also going to see uh, uh, Best of Both Worlds next Thursday. 
at a theater to be disclosed on uh, Facebook. So you'll, we'll, we'll tell you which theater we're going to be at, but we're going to be there. Watch the best of both worlds. We're going to see 2E2. It's going to be fun. Mike? If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us. We don't care how. Uh, Geekfights.gmail.com, uh, Facebook, Twitter. You can come find us at C2E2 and say, hey, put me on a show. Uh, if you uh, if you can kind of hunt us down, you know, we both live in Michigan. I work in Troy. Damon works in Troy. We actually work not too far apart. You can visit, visit us there. Uh, any way you want, just get all of us. We'll put you on. We put everybody on. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Uh, let's see. Next week's episode is a comic book related episode because we're going to be in a comic book convention. It is DC versus Marvel showdown. And in round one, DC and Marvel are fighting. I don't remember what the fight is after that, but I know the fight after that one is the drunk episode from C2E2. Any and all ideas are welcome. Until next time. Keep up my geek fight, bitches. Good night. If you're lost and you look and you will find me. I like how he said fixed point in time. Fuck you. Fuck you.
Time. There's no such thing as a fixed point in time. It's not for time. Ah, it's fixed. It's a fi- it's a fixed not, moment in time. It, it not for time. Everything needs a structure and a basis, a foundation. And time is Every not so often it needs it. So, but uh, time at, doesn't need it. Time doesn't have it. Well, even though it's wibbly wobbly, it still needs certain nope fixed points. Nope, it has yep. no need for them. We yep. do. We need and have fixed points in time, but time itself has no fixed points. There's nothing that's fixed because if I go back in time and kill Hitler and I don't exist, time still happens. It still moves on. Yeah, but then you just create a paradox. How did you go back and kill Hitler I if I you didn't, weren't born? I didn't create a paradox. You're, yeah, that's how that all points are fixed in time. 
Right. right. After they've happened. Not necessarily (laughs) because time is only linear uh, to those experiencing it outside of time. It is simultaneous. So the doctor can move outside of time. So how is there such a thing as a fixed point? The doctor's not moving outside of time. Okay. The doctor's moving through time, but he's never outside of it. That's true. He has been. No, he's not outside of time. What about the one episode where the box, the box happened? Wasn't he outside of time or was he just outside of the universe? Outside of the universe. When he says he's outside of time, he's not outside of time. He's out. Because once you go outside of time, there is no time. So it cannot progress for you. Right. So you can't go outside of time and come back because there is no coming back. You're either outside or you're not. There's still no such thing as a fixed point in time. You're either in or out. For time. (laughs) No fashion. Uh, got any coffee? But but there's there's a lot of things that that go wrong without Hitler. If I could turn back time.